seven o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome to the Fat Tuesday edition and happy Mardi Gras, everybody, from uh, Turn Up Tonight with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. I did get my punch key and I stopped myself from eating them all by putting a bunch in deep freeze. So um, I've had two. But there's seven in the freezer. So anyway, welcome to the program. Uh, of course, of Rain from Four Freedoms blog. Uh, happy Fat Tuesday to you. Happy Fat Tuesday. Happy Punchki Day. Yeah, very excited. We couldn't find any today. Ah, it came a day early because, well, and again, it's like adult Girl Scout cookie, uh, you know, day uh, for us at adult at Girl my Scout job. cookie day. Yeah, kind of, uh, because our, our one of my coworkers goes <laughs> and fills the, her uh, the trunk of her car with boxes of punchki oh. from this bakery <laughs> called uh, Rudy's Strudel in Parma, Parma, Ohio. Um, and, uh, of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Happy Mardi Gras, brother. Oh, thanks. And uh, stop calling. Don't fat shame Tuesday. All right? Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I understand. I get it. I get it. Right. And, uh, and yeah, so, uh, uh, and happy Lent to all of, because this, wait, no, Lent, Lent starts with Good Friday, right? No. Starts yes. tomorrow. Tomorrow, oh, start, Ash Wednesday. Tomorrow. Ash, Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. And then, yes. okay. All right. I, I, I'm a bad Catholic because I never was one. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Joe, are you Catholic? Oh, am I Catholic? I have a, an uncle that's a pre- that was a priest, oh, an aunt okay. that was a nun. Okay. <laughs> I lived next to the convent, and I went to Catholic school right through college. So, okay. so no, you're not well, Catholic. <laughs> yeah, college, college ended ended my Catholic days because they were Jesuits. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. All right. And they're not they're not Catholic. I uh, always thought it was cool that the the Catholic kids got to wear the ashes on their head. Yeah. I was like, that's cool as hell. That looks so oh, yeah. badass. Yeah. yeah, it was real. It, cool. yeah. It's kind of punk. I used to go and wash my face immediately. <laughs> so uh but anyway yeah so that's uh you know so that, that's good times for everybody uh you know again the the uh the the punch key and everything uh we got a, a dozen from rudy strudel um like i said and uh i got uh let me see what did i do i got six custard because they are the best Two poppy seed, they're the second best. And boy, I brushed my teeth a few times after I ate one of those suckers because they are packed with poppy seeds, let me tell you. It's like. Well, are you going to have a drug test uh, anytime soon? I was just going to ask. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, <laughs> thankfully. Uh, and uh, let me see, we got uh, 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 two chocolate custard. I got those for Sue's because uh, she, you know, she's a fan of the chocolate. And uh, then I got. Uh, one rose jelly 
rose flavored in oh god i forget what the other one was what was that so good good, she says another one i forget what the other one was it was either cherry so good so good so yeah i did i can't i tried the rose jelly and i i'm like (sighs) slightly like cleaner (laughs) too perfumey for you yeah, yeah, it's, it wasn't yeah. terrible, but it's just like, meh, I'll save this for Sue's. Because, oh, well, that's the thing. One of my coworkers got two of the rose jelly ones, and she's like, I don't like them. Do you want them, Ken? And I was like, yeah, I'll take them. And then I grabbed them, and I took one bite, and I was like, I'll take them home for Susan. So <laughs> she's, she's just well, in the room saying, they're today. good. They're good. They're good. Okay, they're good. All right. <laughs> anyway uh so uh so a little bit of serious and sad news right now um uh a, a lot of folks out there might remember uh um kind of a one-hit wonder band although they did have a lot of albums i'm not the biggest fan of this band um but there's a band called mr big uh they had a, a big hit in um i think the late 80s uh, uh to be with you i think was the song very uh light rock kind of sing-songy tune um i'm sure if uh, you heard this song you'd know it. but the one of the founding members was a guy named pat torpy and he was a drummer on one of my favorite albums of all time impelitary stand in line which had graham bonnet on vocals it's it, it's literally the first cd i ever purchased was um oh wow this album and uh and pat torpy um unfortunately just passed away he's been fighting um with Parkinson's uh, so much so that they actually they, they continued to tour with him and they would actually you know the, the band was so good to him and the other members of the band was uh, the singer was uh, a guy named Eric Martin who did a lot of soundtrack work the guitarist is this virtuoso Paul Gilbert and Billy Sheehan who played bass in the heyday for David Lee Roth and his solo band was in it um, and these guys uh, really uh, treated Pat uh, so well as a founding member and an integral member of the band, and they for touring they did high they, they had a, a second drummer, but you know Pat would play what he could and the other drummer would kind of fill in, and um, and it, they uh, they'd also record with him, but they would actually you know just let him play like individual parts of a beat at a time and then you know produce them all together, which I thought was was really nice. They always wanted him to be part of the band. And they've said that they're not going to do this band anymore because, you know, because Pat passed away and he was only 64, you know. So that's a uh, that's really sad. And uh in related news, um uh Glenn Tipton, the one of the only original members of Judas Priest, um technically there's only well, he's he's not going to be touring with Judas Priest anymore because he has Parkinson's disease. Um, uh, technically, Rob Halford isn't in a founding member, but he's like an original touring member, I suppose, uh, because I think they had a different singer in the very beginning. But Rob Halford's as original as you get, really, with uh, Judas Priest. But um, and I forget their bass players. I'm Ian something. I don't remember his last name, but he's the the technically their bass player is the only original member now. But uh, they have a new album coming out next month, and uh, Glenn Tipton will not be, um, unfortunately, not be touring with them. So, and Parkinson's is terrible. And Rain, you just mentioned before the show, this is uh, uh, three instances in the music uh, world uh, of of late 
Yeah, Neil Neil Diamond is going to stop touring because he's been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Yeah, and he's, it's... He's not going to tour anymore, and I know he's not, you know, power pop band. He's not a big, but he's Neil Diamond. I like Neil Diamond. I'm not, and, I got, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I kind of feel sad about that because he would at least once a year come to a small, we have a small venue near us called the Birchmere, and he would play there at least once a year. And every year we're like, damn, we forgot to get tickets. Yeah. And so... But yeah, Neil Diamond is not gonna. He's not gonna be touring anymore. He is gonna be. He's gonna be recording, um, and doing other stuff. But yeah, but what the hell is it with the Parkinsons? I don't know. This is. But you know, uh, again though, the you know Pat Torpy had been struggling with it for a while, and I was actually listening to uh, part of Eddie Trunk's show from the other day, um, and uh, it looks like um, the, he said that they did a. They did as you know he did a special show with Judas Priest where, you know, he emceed it or something like that or an interview. And he said when he saw Glenn Tipton, he was like not himself at all, you know, moving un you know, uncharacteristically slow and, you know, and and so this is this is just terrible. So um but yeah, Neil Diamond, I mean that's that's a legacy right there, you know, in in uh who knows? Maybe he can still record. Yeah, he said he would. I mean, he said he still plans to go into the studio and whatnot. But, um, yeah, Parkinson's. Ugh. Yeah. So, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that because um, you know I I just not not necessarily to bring everybody down, but I mean just it's stunning that it, it happened. You know that you know. Pat Torpy dies, and then, you know, right after the announcement Neil Diamond makes, and then, boom, the announcement's made by Glenn Tipton. And, um, uh, you know, it's just it's just so strange, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, and it's weird when you see, uh, you know, musicians you, you grew up on, and you think, oh, they're just a couple of years older than me, no big deal, you know. Yes. And... Mm. You know, it's it, it's uh, it's it's weird, but you know. Yeah, it is weird. It's like, wait, he was only fifty four, sixty four. Well, sixty four, yeah. Yeah, but no, it just just yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so you. so anyway, that. and you know, my heart goes out to Pat Torpy's uh, uh, widow and and uh, kids and everything, and uh, that sucks. But he left behind a lot of music, so. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, he played for Belinda Carlisle, Robert Plant, Montrose, uh, The Knack. Um, oh wow! You mm. know, so I mean, this guy was—he was everywhere. Um, John Parr. Um, so, uh, but yeah, you know, big. It uh, been around. He was active for years. But uh, anyway, um, uh, so there we go. I just wanted to uh, mention that real quick. Um, Couple one-off uh, stories uh, before before we get to the topic du jour, which is the same topic uh, we pretty much talked about at length on Friday. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get to that later, but not just yet. But uh, Jeff Sessions, everybody. Ouch. Uh, <laughs> Everybody's least tasty Keebler elf. Um, that hurts. Yeah, so uh, the other day he was trying to put his clan robes on. Uh, uh, they were a little too starchy. 
Um, so he had a hard time. But yeah, Jeff Sessions um, decided to uh, give an interesting remark to the National Sheriff's Association the other day in a speech. Uh, basically just saying, yeah, if you had any doubts about me being a racist or a white nationalist, um, well, let me put those to rest for you right now. Here you go. Since our founding, the independently elected sheriff has been the people's protector uh, who keeps law enforcement close to and accountable to people through the elective process. The office of sheriff is a critical part of, of the Anglo-American heritage of law enforcement. <laughs> we must never erode this historic office. The Anglo-American tradition of law enforcement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just want to point this out that his and that uh, he he provided a written version of his speech ahead of time. Mm-hmm. That was not included in the written version. Get out of town. The sheriff is going to tell black people to get out of town. <sighs> yeah. So, wow. It wasn't part of his written statement. I, I mean, Anglo-American tradition of law enforcement. That basically mm -hmm. just confirmed everything that we already knew about him. And uh, also is is what has existed for a long time is kind of the underlying taint to law enforcement in this country, which is white supremacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I think so. I think, I think he's a racist. I do. I, I really do. Oh, I know he is. You I, know, the fact oh, okay. that he said that so. It did just rolled off of his tongue so easily. Oh, yeah. I, when I heard that, I felt like, oh, wait, and that you know, I did some research and I found out this was not part of the written statement that he had. That rolled off of his tongue, like it's something he says every day. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody can deny that. Anglo American. Mm hmm. That's crazy. That is absolutely That's crazy. That's our attorney general. This isn't some guy who is like, hi, I'm part of the Fraternal Brotherhood of Police speaking to your convention. This is the attorney general of the United States who believes that sheriffs are a great part of Anglo-American history, and he wants to maintain that. I'm stunned. I can't believe this is not a bigger story, but look at this Trumpster fire. Oh, God. Yeah. Because this should be, like, all over the place. This should be the kind of story where he should resign. I know. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, it's it's... Was uh, it was a breathtaking, a breathtaking statement he made? Yeah, you know this is not yeah, something normal people should accept. This is not something, you know, normal people should, you know, that any person should be okay with. If you're okay with it, well, we know who's okay with it. You know, yeah, the people Imagine who think Obama's portrait is too sexy. Oh, so. God. No, jeez. <laughs> Obama's we'll, portrait is we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Oh, the only God. thing that could have been worse than that is is if they painted uh, Barack in a tan suit. Oh <laughs> yeah, 
that would have set them off. But honestly, could you imagine if I, I'm trying to go back to like the last attorney general mm-hmm. that was white under a Democratic president, and I'm thinking Janet Reno. Could you mm-hmm. imagine if she said that? Yeah, I, I mean, well, no, I, I, I can't. I, I'm, that's that's the perfect I can't, point. She wouldn't say that, but I'm pretty that's sure right. if she did. Bill Clinton would be like, "Look, Janet, I, I think you got to go." Well. And you you remember how freaked out people were about Eric Holder um, refusing mm. refusing to press charges against the, the the new Black Panther Party who stood outside a polling place. Yes, there were two guys with billy clubs. It wasn't right, but it wasn't. You know, they were like, "That's voter intimidation, and it's all over the place." And you know, and it was and two. It was two two, two guys. And they wanted, you know, federal charges brought against these two guys, right? And now we can't even get Trump to do anything about Russian, you know, security against Russians hacking into our uh, uh, voting rolls. You know, you got Rex Tillerson out there saying, well, I guess, you know, we'll try and stop them. But if we can't, we can't. Yeah. You know, they're going to do it if they're going to do it. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, so, you know, the, the way all the, all the tea, tea baggers freaked out for, for years over Obama and Holder, over those two new Black Panther Party guys who didn't hurt anybody. Yeah, they were standing there with clubs. I don't like it, but guess what? I don't like going, at, going out where people have open carry. And yeah. all the fucking Trump nuts are out there, and I can't say a goddamn thing about it because, well, a, I don't want to get shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's just citizen intimidation to me. You know, that's just everyday life imi- uh, intimidation. So uh, yeah, but they were black. They were black. Yeah, and these guys are not. And they had belly clubs. No projectile weapons. With you know, with the uh, high capacity magazines no those need those need no, to be in the clubs. schools yeah i was chased with billy clubs with from hard hats during the 60s no this billy is, clubs yes. hurt they, they hurt they do yes uh, but at least you got a fighting chance instead of you know uh versus uh, uh, uh you know a barrage of uh, hot lead oh back then i could run fast yeah yeah oh so. i took off I'm, but I'm, seriously, Anglo-American, I'm blown. Yeah. I mean, it's not even, I'm not even trying to create fake outrage or just outrage. I'm just blown away that he said that. And nobody in that room gasped. No. Nobody was like, oh. No. And, and it, it seems like very few people covered this story. Well, and I think that, you know, a, a, a large portion of law enforcement are so desensitized to, you know, uh, especially white officers, I think, are truly desensitized to what, you know, and com- completely devoid of empathy for what, you know, the African-American experience is within the law enforcement, you know, the realm of law enforcement. Or, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, th- th- this, uh, you're, you're totally right, Rain. This should be a front page story. Because he's speaking like a white nationalist, not like any uh, any of us here are shocked 
because we knew if he was, was a racist. If this was even Bush, if this was even Bush, yeah. I have a feeling Bush would have called for his resignation. Oh. I don't even think this White House is aware of what Sessions said. Because they're so busy trying to cover for a, a, a woman a beater. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're covering they're, for a lot of stuff. They're yeah. busy covering. Well, they're they're too busy trying to figure out whether they need to put baking soda on one fire or water on another. You know, is it a grease fire? Is it an electrical it. fire? Uh, is it a chemical fire? <laughs> oh my god. Um. Yeah. yeah. They, they need one of those to, to cover everything. They need a. They need a snuggie like Amorosa's. Okay, oh my god. god. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I didn't even bother. <laughs> But yeah, of course, Omarosa is like you don't even want to know what President Pence would be like. <laughs> it's true, I, I don't. Uh, we I know didn't that. Get a chance to listen to her today. We know that Omarosa. You are the ugh, freak. She's a, such a sideshow, man. Um, oh. Speaking yes, of sideshows, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, speaking of sideshows, Sean Hannity getting all hot and bothered over the the president's uh-huh. portrait. Uh, I know Rain and I watched I live uh, yesterday the unveiling uh, in the uh, National um, <clears throat> National Gallery. Portrait the, Gallery. Uh, the, yeah, the National yeah National Portrait Gallery, Presidential Portrait Gallery. Uh, the unveiling of the Obamas. Uh, uh, in in we had a great conversation about this because as soon as they were unveiled, I I said something to the effect uh, of terrain of. They truly focused on getting artists and didn't focus on like the vanity of photorealism or something like that, you know, whereas, you know, there was photorealism there, um, at least in Obama's, but they truly sought out artists to do their portraits that would have a vision that wouldn't just, well, we'll put a bookshelf behind you and a globe in the foreground, you know, (laughs) (laughs) and, and a flag. Can't forget the flag. <laughs> no flag. And he, here's the thing. If I could jump in. Yeah. If, if and we watched it um, when Michelle Obama was talking about, um, oh, God, I'm sorry. I forgot her name. The woman who painted her portrait. Mm-hmm. She said that uh, as soon as she met her, she had a visceral like. And I think that I think that I don't want to say it's just women because it's not just women. But I think this was a, a woman thing where it's like you feel that thing with this artist and um she actually said to the if somebody can come up with the artist's name please tell me i'm, I'm looking right now i'm looking me. i'm looking right um, now I'll, I'll chime in when she, i find it she actually said to the artist i want a representation of me she didn't want you know a picture a painting of a photo Mm-hmm. She wanted a representation. She wanted uh, representational art. It's Amy Sherald. Um, Amy Sh- Amy Sherald did. Uh, yes, who is amazing. I don't know if people knew this, but this woman actually had a heart transplant. Oh my god! I didn't. All know right. That. Before before Michelle Obama chose her to do her president or first lady portrait, this woman she collapsed in a CVS in Baltimore. Took her to the hospital. She was only breathing in 5% of her oxygen. Wow. At the same time, she was taking care of her very sick family. This woman is amazing. So she got a heart mm. transplant. And after all of that, Michelle Obama chose her. 
not because Michelle Obama wanted, as you said, Kenny, you know, a painting of a picture, but she she sought out an artist that was looking to represent her as a woman and as a first lady. And I see out there a lot of people saying, well, it doesn't look like her. And mm-hmm. I, I sort of feel like that's okay. It doesn't have to. First yeah. off, it's okay. It doesn't have to because Michelle Obama approved of this artist. And second off, this is what art is. Art is not, it's not all of those old portraits that we used to have of Hamilton and, and you know, it, we have photography now. If you all want to see a picture of Michelle Obama, you can find a picture of her. Mm-hmm, sure. This is an artistic representation of the First Lady of the United States of America, our first black First Lady. And the same goes for Barack Obama. And I'm sorry I went off on this. Art is a big thing in my life. <laughs> oh, I understand. But, That's fine. But, yeah, so... Um, uh, <laughs> Now, of course, just so you know, everybody's freaking out about uh, Kehinde Wiley, uh, the artist who did uh, Barack Obama's portrait. Uh, he painted pictures of black women decapitating white women, which was al- also, um, they were based on uh, biblical stories. Most of his paintings are based on previous paintings. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. a, I think, I don't know if it's Michael Jackson. I think it was Michael Jackson where he painted Michael J- Jackson on a horse like Caesar. Mm-hmm. So he, he does a play. He does a, he does a play on historical paintings and contemporary subjects. So if he did that, yeah, that makes sense with what he does as an artist. Yeah. And, uh, so you know it, it he did he did he made two paintings and uh just to, so everybody knows uh what the context is here because sometimes context for art is important um it says uh, <laughs> uh both beheading pieces are titled judith beheading uh hollow hollow fernes i don't know how to uh, holofernes uh, referring to a story in the book of Judith, which, which involves a beautiful woman who seduces an invading general before he is able to destroy their land, gets him drunk, and then decapitates him. So, if everybody's so upset about, um, you know, these paintings, uh, I guess you should probably get that edited out of the Bible, and then maybe uh, he wouldn't have been been inspired, and the artist that painted the the beheading pictures before him wouldn't have inspired him to to do a similar theme and they're not even graphic you know it's not like there's blood or the knife is cutting the head or anything it's you know it's just nonsense you know so anyway yeah so there you go and i guess uh and of course you know the the typical responses from gateway pundit and everything it's like oh you're you're upset about racism all of a sudden (laughs) that's your fucking bread and butter so uh so anyway uh, i mean uh, but yeah so i don't know the whole story about it but the painting of of obama is great but the big thing about the uh, the the president obama's painting is that sean hannity start and i I tweeted this i tweeted this earlier um he he uh uh was getting all hot and bothered by hannity's painting he um, has since deleted this tweet about how how sexy he finds Obama's portrait, but it says um, 
Uh, it said, Obama's portrait, a stark contrast to predecessors with inappropriate sexual innuendo. Really? Mm. Kenny, would you like to tell us the innuendo? Well, uh, apparently, um, the Kehinde, um, <laughs> Kehinde, I, I, I don't even know if this is true. Kehinde Wiley apparently is also known for hiding secret semen in the paintings, sperm cells. I hadn't oh. heard that. And uh, where does he get it from? From coffee? Uh, latte. Uh, yeah. Latte. See, conservatives see semen everywhere. Yeah, I know. I mean, you do not want to take a black light wand to, you know, their homes or workplaces. Mm -mm. We already know Mm -mm. about people like O'Reilly and uh, Roger Ailes and Trump. So, you know, so they, they, they see semen everywhere because they leave it everywhere, I suppose, which is disgusting. I guess. Um, so, so they, they did a blow up of like the, the, uh, 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 a detail of Obama, the, the left side of Obama's forehead, which just looks like it's a vein. light. It looks like light, uh, you know, like hitting part of his head and it's, you know, okay. and like a, yeah, like it's a raised part of his head, like a vein or, you know, just the natural structure of one's skull, you know, and, and you know, with light reflecting off of you and so they were like oh secret semen look at the semen look at the mm, semen everywhere look at this oh my god obama dirty sexy i mean he's even leaning forward with his he's leaning forward in the chair with his arms across his lap so it's not even like you know he's not like thrust in his pelvis i mean i'm looking at the other ones that looking at the other ones that these idiots are saying and it's like well hold on i'm looking at you know some of these other Republicans, and they're like all like gripping things. Obama just has his arms kind of folded. You know, these guys are all like See, holding when- things in front of them and got their hands in front of their pelvises and, <laughs> you know, well, gri- gripping it. Gri- what's it? Is George Walker. Yeah. Uh, sure, yeah. You know, they've Where all. Where your hands? Where are George, your hands? George H.W. Bush has an erect piece of paper that's uh, uh, right at his waistline, sticking straight yes. out. And uh, he's also manspreading. Is Gerald Ford holding a pipe in his hands? I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's here's, no here's pipe. The thing. I find it amazing <laughs> that they focused. they focused on. What I when when I was reading about this painting, I read from a bunch of art critics yesterday because I really loved it. Um, and I'll be the first person to say I loved it, and I loved it because I understand where the artist is coming from. Mm-hmm. But that that was supposed to be just a vein and reflection. Uh, there is hidden meaning you know in what, that painting. You know it, what also huh? has you know what also has veins in it, don't you? Semen doesn't have veins. A penis. Oh well. Oh, yes, because oh, obviously sorry. Obama's head is a penis, Don't say right? Penis in this house. Well, there's the thing is by painting a head and a vein on that head, the artist is subtly implying that Obama has a penis. Don't say yes. penis in this house. There's two oh. things I want to say at this point. One, I think that they all know that that artist is openly gay, mm-hmm. happily gay. Yeah, and and so I think that there's some kind of sublevel homophobia going on with that, but um, 
the the flowers in that painting. One was a chrysanthemum, which is the flower of Chicago. Yep. Um, there was the flower of Hawaii. And then there was, I think it was the blue lily, which is the flower of um, Africa. I don't know. Is it Kenya? I think he specifically said there was one for one, one flower for Kenya, one flower for Hawaii, one flower for Chicago. Yeah. And so that yeah. was the blue. That was the blue flower. Mm-hmm. And what's really interesting, if they want to talk about symbolism, there were at least two um, of those blue flowers. And one of them is near Obama's foot. Yeah. And it looks like he's getting ready to step on it. Hmm. So if you want to talk about symbolism, I think that's where it is. It's not yeah. the semen. And I'm sorry no. if I'm taking this too seriously. Well, and we got I love, we got to yeah. I love art. <laughs> I do too, but it's just fucking stupid these these you know, uh, I mean my well, reaction my, my reaction to all of this oh, shut, up! shut up. Oh my god, I don't care. Enjoy the art or shut up. Yes, you know, that's because you don't know what you're fucking talking about. So anyway, we we're running long. We got to go to a break. So uh, that's that's okay. That's okay. We packed a lot uh, into that first segment there, so that's good. Uh, But yep, apparently there's a there's semen on that painting. I said I whispered it like Omarosa, so that won't be recorded, right? I can't promise you it's going to be okay. There's semen. Oh dear God, I hate these people. Okay, let's go ahead and uh, listen to The Heart by Bobber. Uh, Not the heart on Sean Hannity, just the heart. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Get your mind out of the gutter, slant head. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've worse. it's showtime. It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And of course, joining me as always, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. We have a short... In the electric city. Oh no! Oh, no. What? Yes. What, what? What is that? What? Yes, we're missing. We're missing Joe Biden. Ah, dang it! We want him back. Sure. We want him back. So well, we want him back in D.C. Really. <laughs> and uh, I know. Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington D.C. Welcome back. Oh, welcome. Thank you. You know, Joe, you guys have. A freaking fabulous Olympian skater. I didn't know that he was from Scranton. She's not. No, he's not from Scranton. He's from my adjoining town. I live in a small town that adjoins Clark Summit, where I play tennis three times a week, <gasps> oh. and where most of my friends live in Clark Summit. And he's from Clark Summit. In fact, he went to Our Lady oh, of wow. Peace Catholic School, right about a mile from my house. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yes. I read today. I read today that he, the article I read about him was that he was from Scranton. So yeah, my, he's yeah, he's actually from Clark Summit, and he's, uh, in fact, that's where uh, Governor Scranton, William Warren Scranton, from the old from the '60s, the guy who almost ran for president, and our namesake, lives. Very cool. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's yeah, and uh, you know, my friends know his. Uh, his whole, my, some of my friends know his whole family and everything. Very nice people. So yeah, I love Adam Rippon. I do. I love him. And uh, go. I can't say go Scranton. I have to say go Clark. What? Clark's Summit. Go Clark's, Clark Summit. Clark Summit. Yes, Clark there Summit, Pennsylvania. Well. Uh, we got. An, there's another story that I want to talk about. We don't have audio for it because unfortunately. Um, there's really no narrative to it. Just a bunch of random audio clips from uh, reputable cable sources and also uh, Saturday Night Live sketches and things like that. And um, 
Uh, Kenny Pick Sr. posted this over on Turnips earlier today. I saw it the other day, too. Uh, the NRA really wants you to stop making fun of Trump now, okay? Uh, <laughs> okay. I'll stop so right now. There's a there's an ad um, with uh, some dopey-looking, mush-faced weirdo with a shirt that says Socialist Tears on it. And it shows him uh, standing, you know, all pouty-faced in front of this TV, and he's got a sledgehammer in his hands. And all these news clips and, like I said, comedy sketches go through. And then he smashes the TV with a sledgehammer. So now it matches his Keurig, I suppose. Um, <laughs> and, and first of all, if you're the NRA, what, what you're not the... NHA, you're not the National Hammer Association. Thank use, you. Use a gun. Use a gun, you big baby. Yes. Shoot that fucking Why TV. Why didn't they use a gun? I Go saw full, that ad. I was like, what? Go full what? Elvis. You Why know. Why didn't you use a gun? I think he even put on safety goggles, too. Aw. No flake. Yeah, and, you know, so, so essentially what the NRA is saying is, don't you dare make fun of our NRA-loving... Fat Donnie reality TV star racist because we hate your First Amendment. We only care about the Second Amendment. So, smashing Keurig and, and TVs now, right? The Tenth Amendment. They like the Tenth one. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they don't like the Ninth. Yeah. Well, they really, really hate the First. They, I mean, they, you know, and what's this socialist, oh, wow. socialist tears shirt he's wearing? Um, what are you, are you, did you cry about the post office? Did you cry about <laughs> roads and bridges? Did you cry about the military? You did know? you cry when somebody plowed your road? Yeah. You know, did you cry when the police showed up, uh, to, you know, to, uh, settle your domestic dispute? Probably. Um, so, <laughs> uh, say it's socialist here as fuck Rob off. Porter did. We're all part socialist, you dipshit. I mean, I'm not a straight-out socialist, but, you know, uh, there, are, there are aspects of socialism that if we didn't have, our country would fall into fucking nothingness, you know? Um, you know, or we'd have to bring back conscription, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Well, no, well, no, I'm sorry, conscription is total socialism. What am I saying? Um, but, uh, you know, um, unless you're Trump, and then you don't have to participate because you get a bone spur. Mm. <sighs> Fuck mm -hmm. NRA. Uh -huh. NRA. You I didn't mean, shoot your Keurigs. You didn't shoot your TV. No. You guys cannot message. No, you suck. You're terrible. So uh, I, I will. I will. You know. Uh, you know. Uh, you shoot. Shoot it with a, a gun. Full point. Full point. Shoot, hit it with a hammer. Half point. Half point. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that's from uh, an old video game called Karate Champ. Yeah, so wow. <laughs> it's scary sounding. Um, but uh, but yeah, I've been obsessing about old video game uh, sounds. Elf needs food badly. Elf needs food badly from Gauntlet. Love that. And then, of course, uh, <laughs> I love this one from uh, Captain America and the Avengers: The Arcade Game. Be my <laughs> See my power! <laughs> it's like early Alex Jones. See my power! Yeah, I don't know. 
Anyway, that's just something. Yeah, stupid. that was Alex Jones at age six. Yeah, it was <laughs> complaining to his to his kindergarten teacher because he got left back in kindergarten, mm-hmm. so he was six, repeating mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I don't even think he got arguing a half, his half failing grade. Point. Yeah, he didn't even get a half point on that. Half point. Uh, oh so. boy. Uh, that's a scary sound. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like Alex Jones with his face in a pillow, uh, or in a or in a uh, shepherd's pie. Uh, so begin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, anyway. Or or from Trump's <laughs> colon. Oh oh oh! oh yeah. Full oh, point. Oh. Full point. Yeah. See <laughs> <Be> my power. <laughs> All right, there we go. We're going to go ahead and uh, get back to it. Um, uh, so, yeah, let's. Uh, we're going to start. Uh, our, our big story du jour is kind of the big story we had last Friday, uh, which is this Rob Porter scandal. This is out of control. Um, and uh, it is so much. Oh man, I gotta I gotta play their jingle. Um, it's been been too long. Uh, let me see. Do I have it? hooked up there no not yet um yeah so fox and friends ladies and germs this might come as a uh-huh. bit of a bit of a surprise to you everybody but yeah let's let's, let's jingle file fox and Newton, fox and the friends. problem with this program is it would be really easy to fake all you got to do is put somebody else's dna in your mouth it was a really big gavel for a moment she sounded like she had gavel envy uh, <laughs> i'm not going to touch that steve if you don't mind i just don't feel comfortable the mainstream touch media it. known to touch make it. up stories about, about the department of homeland security how they were doing preliminary testing on a dna device however the tsa says it will not be testing this technology we apologize for it. chris can you hear us I, I can hear you i'm watching this and i'm thinking what well, all of your viewers are thinking mm-hmm. which is what a bunch of dopes <laughs> yeah but actually the last two days i was kind of stunned by old fox and friends uh because uh russia 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 yeah yesterday <laughs> they they had some dope uh from the white house on there that they were grilling about uh rob porter but then they had Raj Shah on, and I thought they actually raised some pretty decent points because the big problem here is the the security clearance that was granted to somebody who, well, okay, he didn't have the proper security clearance. He was, His background check had not been completely finished by the FBI. So the question is, why on earth... Would the White House let him in? In you know, uh, in in view class potentially classified documents. I'm assuming he did. Uh, you know, be you know, I mean, seriously, just be around. I hate to say it, the president. Um, you know, or or you know, or the first lady, or any female advisors. Hope Hicks. Well, I guess she's dating him now. Um, why would this dirtbag be allowed in? when there were some very legitimate concerns about him. Well, the way they're spinning it is, well, the FBI didn't finish uh, the background check. (laughs) What Mm -hmm. company, what company, you know, okay, so now we have the businessman in chief. Everybody kept, all the Trump called us, keep bragging about. What company out there is going to hire somebody for a powerful position within the company? Um, 
and not do a background check on them or say, well, the background check's halfway done, so come on in. Here, look at our numbers and, you know, go ahead. You can just, you know, flip through the books, uh, you know, company secrets, whatever you want. It's fine. We'll we'll worry about that background check later. Uh, can, it, can I, I'm raising my hand. Can I answer? Yeah. Can I answer? Sure. Most companies don't. They don't. That's true. There are num there are a number of people, some of who I know personally, who they got hired by a company, but the background check wasn't done, so they got to go into the office and not do anything, even though they, the company believed the background check would be okay. They could not do anything. They just sat in the office and did nothing until the background yeah. check was done. Exactly. You know, right. I, I mean, the the company I work for now, they ran a background check on me, and uh, I, I, I def I didn't have you know a name badge until after that was done you know yeah Let and alone. yours probably wasn't top secret clearance correct sure sure you know i'm, I'm sorry if i'm asking too much no but. no i've never worked in a top secret clearance i mean there's uh i've uh you know i've signed waivers that you know or, or documents to the effect of you know you if you uh, leave our employee and share, mm -hmm. you know, marketing stuff for, or, you know, company information, you know, we'll, we'll sue the pants off of you, you right. know? So, um, but yeah, you know, there's, uh, you know, so, so there's stuff that, that I saw that they didn't want the general public to know about, or especially competitors. So, what, you know, in, in the, so even Fox and friends, is saying, well, why the fuck did you let him in? And they can't answer it. And this this one was from today. This is Raj Shah. Uh, what is going on behind the scenes in terms of FBI background checks that might change change the staff this week? Well, again, the, the FBI background check process is one that, uh, again, the FBI runs, um, and we are a part of it. It is operated throughout the uh, throughout the federal government. It goes across agencies, uh, and know. it's been used from previous administrations and, we will, know. and will be used in future administrations. We uh, understand If any changes that. need to be made, we'll look at that. But, um, you know, this is a process that we trust. Raj, that we've did you change upon. anything? You relied upon it, and you got burned mm -hmm. because you had a two-time accused domestic abuser there, at a very sensitive position where perhaps he shouldn't have been had that been fully exposed. So what changes now? Well, look, I, I appreciate that point, but we also need to look at the process and how it's worked on historically. If changes need to be made, we'll look at that and, and review right. the processes. But right now, we do trust the process. It has been used time and again for decades to protect right. our national security, and we trust the FBI in, the, in these processes. Raj, there's a story out that somebody at the FBI told somebody at the White House back in November that this guy was a problem. Do you know who that person might be? Uh, that that is not accurate. The FBI would not give a uh, background check investigation directly to uh, senior White House officials. It goes to a security office, where then it's relayed, um, um, may, maybe up the chain, maybe not. Um, but what we know about Rob Porter specifically, and that's the incident that everybody's talking about, is that his background check investigation had not been completed yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, it was still uh, in the in the um, investigative process uh -huh. and had yet to be adjudicated. So prior to an adjudication. Oh. Uh, the White House is not going to step into the middle of a process and short-circuit it. Uh, these con these investigations are complex. They're lengthy for a reason. We need to get it right. Yeah, you need to get it right and not let people into the White House until they've passed the, the background check. Um, Joe, did you... 
I don't want to cut Joe off because I know I want Joe to speak, but I didn't say um, <laughs> um, I know you didn't. I, okay. and I'm sorry, but but here's the thing. Today, FBI Ray, the head of the FBI, mm-hmm. said that their their investigation of Porter was closed last year. It was closed last year. It was not ongoing until this year, mm-hmm. which means the White House knew that the FBI did not give him security clearance. <laughs> they hired him anyway. They kept him on anyway. Yeah. And, and they... It, it, it's just dirt bags being okay with dirt bags at this point. Yeah, that's what I have to believe. The FBI is not in charge of saying whether or not somebody can get hired. Yeah. Especially by the... By the White House. What the oh, FBI yeah. does is say, this person can get a clearance, this person can't get a clearance, yeah. or this person is not recommended for a clearance, so therefore they get an interim one. The White House hired this guy anyway. Yes. Regardless of the clearance, because it's the White House. And the White House technically doesn't have to listen to security clearance instructions. They don't. They can hire anybody they want. It's the White House. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so, so Joe, give us your thoughts on this because, I mean, it, you know, I mean, we, we're essentially just saying the same thing. It's like, you know, this, yeah, the FBI does the background check, but they're not giving him them the, the jobs in the White House. Right. I mean, these, this is the guy that's going to hire all the best people. Oh, All yeah. the best people. We get the best. Well, I, I think Ali Velci uh, this afternoon uh, found there's anywhere between 30 and 40 people working in the West Wing who don't have clearance yet. Jesus. Yeah, between 30 and 40. That's insane. Who don't have... Yeah. and and But of course... The emails, you, you know, uh, you, could, you could, yeah, you, you, you know, there was a, a small C there on one of the lines. She can't be president. Yeah, these people are these people. They're psycho. You know, I, 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 if everybody understands that this, this, the, the staff secretary is probably the most important job in the place. Mm-hmm. He controls the flow of every piece of paper the president sees. That includes all the classified information, everything, top secret, sensitive, whatever. He sees it all. And he's been doing this, and they've known about this since July. And then today, she invents a brand new uh, agency that is to blame. They invented a new agency, and then they threw that new agency they invented under the bus. Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) It was. I thought it was. Yeah. That's great. Oh, by the way, there's this agency nobody knows about. They're the ones that did it, and we're really mad at them. Oh, my. But here's the thing. That agency exists within the White House. Yeah, but that's a fact. Well, let's let's just let's just take a look in in what we're gonna we're gonna go to break and get get back on track and um and we're gonna we're gonna listen to some Sarah Hera Hera 
Huckabee, Suckabee Handers. Uh, Sarah, <laughs> oh. uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. We we're going to hear from her from the press briefing yesterday. What What's really um, got me is the, well, the blame game, obviously, and saying, well, the FBI, the FBI, the FBI. Um, and, um, I, I, shit, I lost, totally lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. I'm kind of brain dead from work today. Too many numbers, too many numbers, damn it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's, uh, there's some really stunning revelations from the white white house press briefing from yesterday. And, um, and, and of course we've got some, some Velshi and rule from yesterday that, uh, you know, to talk about, um, well, I don't want to spoil too much, and then uh, we've got some great Anderson Cooper. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna grind down and, and get back, like I said, get back on track. Um, I'm gonna get my train of thought, <laughs> and uh, and it, but yeah, this is just a mind-boggling story because how? Oh no, I know what I was gonna say. Um, okay, look at the, these recent developments plus Almarosa, right? Well, we have um, uh, Huckabee Sanders from yesterday that we'll hear in a little bit of her blaming everybody but people in the White House for leaking information. Yeah, tell me yeah. Omarosa wasn't leaking information when she was in the White House the way she was talking Omarosa, on that show. Okay, Omarosa was not leaking information. Yeah, see, tell I me that thir- tell me that thirty to forty people without security clearance aren't t- being opportunists and leaking information out of the White House. That's a really important point. <laughs> you know, they are. I mean, a really important point. You know, it's this, the leakiest. It's the leakiest ever. And every time we get a leak, like ninety nine point nine percent of these leaks that come out, they get confirmed. Yeah, sure. You know, and the ones that don't, it's because you know, I, I don't know. They've they've been you know, whoever leaked it has been encased in concrete and dumped into the ocean. You know, <laughs> I, but for the most part, everything that comes out is is real. And like I said, you know, uh, this Omarosa, oh my God, it, it, the way she's singing like a canary on this stupid uh, Big Brother I'm show. I'm Big Brother. I'm and, Big Brother. Yeah. So, so yeah, so please, yeah, please, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. You know, cry me a fucking river about who's leaking information. The press has every right to print things that are told to them by uh, their White House contacts. And you know who said that? By a vote of six to three? The fucking Supreme Court. That's right. Thank you. That's right. So, all right. Well, on that note, we're definitely going to go to break now. I'm glad I got my thought back. But, um, again, uh, brain fart. Uh, but uh, we're going to hit the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. If you've got a chair, sit down. Relax. I, I'm not, I, got, I got some stuff to say here. Broadcasting live on Indie Media Weekly Radio. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. 
Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. Now you may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on this Mardi Gras Tuesday, Fat Tuesday, uh, worldwide on Indie Media Weekly. Uh, of course, welcome back to the show. Rain from Fort Freedom's blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. I have earned no beads tonight. No, me neither. Me neither. So uh, I'm sure Vladimir Putin probably has. Um, he <laughs> likes he likes slinging those hoobies around. Um, and <laughs> and uh, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city. We're electric. We yeah. have lights. Uh huh. Yeah, it's, it's good. Electric and computer lights. and computer. Uh, computer <laughs> that you plug in uh, yeah uh-huh a plug so, in yes. a plug in one yes yeah. you get a full point for that full point yeah so <laughs> <laughs> all right um sarah huckabee sanders will not even get a half point for half point will not even get a half point for what we have next uh because she is a, a shit heel of all shit heels man she's fucking horrible and uh, listen for a recurring theme in her words here from yesterday. Um, and, it, it, you know, uh, d- uh, if we were playing a drinking game, I'm going to recommend you do not drink uh, when she says due process. All right. Ugh. Yeah. So uh, here she is asked about the, you know, this is um, uh, she she is asked about the security clearance of of uh Rob Porter, this, you know, woman abusing asshole who never should have been able to look at classified documents. Uh, again, you know, uh, I think Caitlin Chris said in the chat, um, uh, something to the effect, uh, let me see. Um, uh, it says, um, who had it, who made it, had a huge fuss made over mishandling of classified info Porter handled, handled classified info. So, yeah, so yeah, again, this, under, like this is the underlying thing that pisses me off. Yeah, exactly. So, um so basically, uh was any she she's asked, was any anybody aware? Was anybody aware of of, you know, what a shithead this guy was? And then she decides to read this canned statement. Rob Porter's first wife, Colby Holden, spoke with the FBI as part of his clearance uh, process on January 25th, 2017. 
uh, during which she says that she laid out all of the allegations that have since been aired against Rob Porter and provided the FBI with the photographs that were the turning point in his termination last week. At any time between January 25th of last year and last Wednesday, did the FBI make anyone here at the White House, whether it was in the counsel's office, the chief of staff's office, or anyone else, were, were, did the FBI make anybody here aware of the allegations that had been raised against Porter by Colby Holderness and his second wife, Jenny Willard? Uh, look, uh, we learned of the extent of the situation involving Rob Porter last Tuesday evening, and within 24 hours, his resignation had been accepted and announced. We announced a transition was going to happen, and within hours, it did. The president and the entire administration take domestic violence very seriously and believe all allegations need to be investigated thoroughly. Above all, the president supports victims of domestic violence and believes everyone should be treated fairly and with due process. We've addressed this situation extensively, and we have nothing more to add at this time on that topic. The allegations that were raised against him would make him a prime candidate for blackmail, which would lead any responsible person at the FBI to come to the White House to say, just want to let you know, this person will likely never get a permanent security clearance. Was that concern ever raised to anyone here at the White House? Uh, as I know Raj addressed last week, we let the process play out. It was ongoing, hadn't been completed. And beyond that, in the statement I just gave you, I don't have anything else to add. Oh, so much bullshit. It is heaps. Bullshit. And heaps bullshit. of bullshit. It is, it is mountains. It is a Mount Rushmore of bullshit with Sarah Huckabee Sanders' face planted right next to Sean Spicer and Kellyanne Conway oh. and um, Mick oh. Mulvaney. Um, the best people. Yeah, the best. The best people. The best. Rest in peace, Spicer. Um, I so. know that we don't have audio today of Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, mm-hmm. but I cannot drive this home enough. He told the Senate Intelligence Committee today, that the FBI followed established protocols in their background check of Rob Porter. And they provided information to the White House on several occasions, meaning the White House knew that the FBI knew, and they still, and this is today, they still covered for Porter. Wow. This, and you know, Ken, I know that you were busy at work today, but this is really important. Christopher Wray directly contradicted what Sarah Sanders said yesterday and again today after he said that to the Senate Intelligence Committee. This is inc- this is just insane. Insane. You know, and uh um, They're lying. It's not insane. They're lying. Oh, they're covering they're well, covering no. up for Rob Porter because they know that Jared Kushner doesn't have a permanent intelligence uh, uh, security clearance. They're covering for Porter because down the line it's going to come Kushner. I really do believe that. Yeah. What uh, What I'm saying, it, what's insane is the 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 level of lying and the level of of bad cover up. That's what's insane. That you know this is. Uh, I mean, they're <laughs> so bad at this. They don't know how to cover this. They don't know how to cover this story up. No. How about it's the just... flimsy way they handle classified information? Yeah. After an entire year, 2016, listening to how Hillary Clinton should be locked up. Thank you. 
and now they have 30 to 40 people handing classified information in the West Wing that have no security clearance. And some of them shouldn't have security clearance. Some will never I mean, have security clearance. You're, you're totally right, Joe. This is, uh, this is amazing to me. This White House does not care about security. No, not I in the I think that's slightest. a very fair statement to make. They don't yeah. care about internal security. They don't care about national security. They don't care about intelligence security. They don't care. Think about that. Yeah. I, I mean, it's... Um, oh. Anyway, well, uh, let's let's get to the next, uh, the, the Huckabee Sanders. Well, because, I mean, it, it just keeps compounding here. And by the end of time we get to the end of the show, people might be a little murder fisty. But it's really important that we lay this out. Because I think I got um, the proper layers to this story uh, in the audio that I, that I cobbled together. Um, and, uh, I want to say thank you to Brokehammer for, uh, when I said I had a brain fart earlier, he said, brain fart, you have the intellectual cadence of a gazelle, maybe a gazelle that got hit by a trank dart or two tonight. Cause I'm kind of out of it, <laughs> so, but thank you, bro broke and broke feel better too, buddy. Um, he took a little tumble the other day and, um, we're, we're pulling for you. Um, oh, yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, so uh, I, I was reading that earlier. But uh, so um, here we go. Um, the, remember the words of support for the victims? How come Trump doesn't come out and say that he supports the victims? Utter the words from his face hole. Why doesn't he do that? Why haven't we heard the president say exactly what you just said right there, that he takes domestic violence very seriously? I spoke with the president. Those are actually directly his words that he gave no, me. No, they're but not. Why hasn't, why hasn't he said that? He had the opportunity. He's, it's my job to speak on behalf of the president. Uh, I spoke to him, and he relayed that message directly hold to me, on, and I'm relaying it directly on. to you. Does he believe Rob Porter's accusers, or are they lying? Look, as mm -hmm. I just said, the president, along with the entire administration, take uh, domestic violence very seriously and believe all allegations need to be thoroughly uh, investigated. And above all, the president supports the victims of domestic violence and believes everyone should be treated fairly and with due process. That doesn't, that question. That doesn't answer the question. As I just said, I'm not going to go beyond that. That's where we are right now. Those aren't his words. That's bullshit. It doesn't read anything like Trump has ever said. And not my, my, the one thing I want to say about that is uh, she said it's my job to speak for the president, Joe. How many times no, no. in these how many times in these pressers has she said it's not my job to speak for the president? It's just mm -hmm. for, to to, you know, uh, you know, I'll read a statement, but she, she said in the past, I, I vividly remember her saying, I can't sure. speak for the president. Apparently, there's this mythical president who lives in a fantasy world that no one ever sees, that says the most wonderful things, always the correct things, but we never hear him. Mm -hmm. He lives in some mystical land with unicorns. Yeah. Just a short story. This morning on Morning Joe, there was a, a guy who is a reporter for the... Christian Broadcasting Network, was on Morning Joe, who wrote a book about Trump and the, the faith of Trump or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exa exactly. Was it a comic it's, book? 
Exactly. That's what did it have a Tom? What, did it have a Tom and Jerry backup story in it? Uh, that way, that's what the panel on Morning Joe was doing. He said, and basically, he was telling all these stories about, oh, this isn't the ma- the man you don't see. He 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 does this. He does that. And they said, well, why don't we never see him do that? Why is it that everybody has to tell us about this guy doing these wonderful things? Mm-hmm. But we are saying these wonderful things, but he never says them. You know what, Joe? I think I and know. I th- I think more, I, the one thing. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, you fin- finish your thought. One thing they hammered him on is that he, this man, they said, remember, he said he has never, he said, Joe Scarborough says, I was raised a Southern Baptist. He said, the, fun, the foundation of, of, of Christianity, according to the Southern Baptist, is that you admit you are a sinner and you ask God's forgiveness every day. Which Trump... Openly this man was never asked has. straight out, did you ever ask for God's forgiveness? And he said, no. Boom. Yep. Yeah. How could this man be a Christian? The guy was just mumbling on about, oh, you don't hear what he says in private. Yeah. I think I figured it out where this, uh, the, where this Trump lives. I think he lives in Clint Eastwood's house next to the invisible Obama in, in a second chair <laughs> next to it. And Clint Eastwood gets up every morning, uh, gets a can of Ensure, uh, puts on his slippers, and shuffles in to wag a finger at Invisible Obama, and then kneel and uh, and um, you know anoint the feet of uh, Inviso Trump. So that's what it is. I was gonna say kneel and do something else, but I said anoint the feet instead. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's Clint Eastwood talking to a. An empty. Chair. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's clean. It's it's at Clean Eastwood's house. That is where the two empty chairs. Are. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So Clint, you yeah. know, like I said, gets his can of Insure, puts on his slippers, and you know, gets all testy with Invisible Obama, and uh, and worships invis- so, Invisible Trump. Blow up Trump. Yes. And, and Rain, you what? said you you said uh, what in the chat room? <laughs> Unicorns reject Trump. Yes, unicorns do reject Trump. So, unicorns are good good creatures. He grinds up their horns and snorts them. That's what Trump is. Um, no, he puts them in his Diet Coke. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ooh, so, uh, it's like, oh, I need protein. Oh, yeah, that'll give you the shards for sure. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, next one from Sarah Huckabee Sanders, this, uh, um, uh, due process, due process, due process. This is important to, because we're building up, uh, to something else. Does the president still wish Rob Porter well? Does he still believe <laughs> that he wants him to have a great career ahead of him? Because that would oh. seem... I think uh, the president of the United States hopes that all Americans, uh, can, can be successful in whatever they do uh if they've had any issues in the past i'm not confirming or denying one way or the other but if they do the president wants success for all americans and that he was elected to serve all americans and he hopes for the best for all american citizens across the country jim what about the president's tweet over the weekend people's lives are being shattered and destroyed by your allegation 
it seems like the president was believing Mr. Porter as opposed to his alleged victims. Uh, why did the president tweet that over the weekend? Why is he seemingly defending? Because he's Mr. a Porter piece of publicly? shit. Is it because he has faced his own allegations? Is there some sensitivity there? Is that what, why that is? Look, as I just said, um, and I'll repeat it again, the president and the entire administration take domestic violence very seriously and believe all allegations need to be investigated thoroughly. Um, he certainly supports the victims of domestic violence above all else and believes that they should. everyone should be treated fairly there, and with is, due process. Is there, is there some the president simply saying that there should be a, pro, a due process um, that, that should be um, followed and looked at. She says the phrase due process so much in this speech, mm. it starts sounding like nonsense she says it so much. You know how when you repeat a word over and over and over, you say bubble gum, bubble gum, bubble gum, bubble gum, bubble gum, bubble gum, and then you're like, oh, what am I even saying? She says it so much, it just becomes like a cartoon sound effect, you know. Um, friend of mine just called. Her name is Hillary. She wants to know. Look her up. Look her up. She wants to know where, where his concern for due process was back during the campaign, when his people were yelling, "Lock her up." Yeah. Yeah. Or when he said during the debate, you'd be in jail. If yeah. I was president, you'd be in sure. jail. He's still calling for her to be in jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then every one oh, of his well, mouth-breathing cultists. Due process, my ass. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, 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 this is uh, this is so maddening. Um, oh, and uh, Brokehammer says, uh, did y'all forget I'm part Bumble? Oh, that's good, because when he fell, he's like, because Bumble's bounce. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so again, just she just it keeps saying it over and over and is over. Is there tone deafness there? Uh, is there just a, a being on the wrong side of things? I, I, uh, I don't think the president yeah, yeah. being on uh, supporting Friday, due process for any allegation is um, not tone deaf. I think it is allowing things to be investigated um, and a mere allegation not be the determining factor. He's not taking a side necessarily one way or the other on any specific issue here. He's talking about mere allegations shouldn't be the determining factor for any individual um, that there should be due process. I think anybody here, if they were accused of something... Hold on, Jim, I'm not finished. Hold on. Jim, hold on. What I'm saying is I think anybody here, if they were accused of something, would want the opportunity to go through due process. That's all we're saying. Shut up! That is so full of crap. Oh, uh... So full of crap. Where was the due process for um, represented Angelina? Um, no, not Angelina. Fred, you, you know the guy who got killed? Frederica there? Wilson. Oh. Thank you. Where was her due process when, when John Kelly came out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where was the due where process was, of the young man who had children and was deported? Yeah, where is the due process? Where was that due process? Where's the of the, of the chemistry uh, professor who was here 30 years and was taken and and sent on a, a plane and he would yeah. back to a country he never yeah. saw this idea of due process means that the only due process that this administration wants is the due process to For protect the people who are in the white house who they know are wife beaters affluent white males that's who they want due process for affluent white males in the orbit of trump 
Yes. You know, but if you're Harvey Weinstein, you know, and fuck Harvey Weinstein, he can, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he's the yeah, kind of person Harvey who, Weinstein, he's the kind of person who makes me give the money back. Yeah. He's the kind of person who makes me wish there was a hell, uh, so he would burn for eternity in, um, you know, as well as these, you know, people like Porter and Trump who have track records as well, but you know, they come out and they start tweeting and Trump's boys start treating, you know, Don Jr. starts tweeting, you know, and it's like, what about your old man, asshole? You know, I mean, as far as I know, there has been no, I mean, have there been, has there been a big long lawsuit with Harvey Weinstein in, in, you know, out there in the public that we've, we've missed? Because I don't think well, there let me has. make it even more simple. Did Donald Trump come out with the tweet? Because he really, his tweets are supposed to represent him. Did oh, he yeah. come out with a tweet saying that Harvey Weinstein deserves due process? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, um, but yeah, so they're, they're, they're all, you know, Sarah, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Hickabilly Slanders, there's lying her way through this. Um, and, and again, you know, uh, the, I don't know the, how that woman lives with herself. I don't either. And, and again, the question is asked, why won't he address the victim? The vice president said he was appalled by the allegations. Why did the, pre- oh yeah. Good preface preface here. The vice president Pence was appalled by it. And of course, mother probably was appalled by it. That's why he said he was appalled by it. Uh, but yeah, great way to preface the question. I appreciate that from this reporter. The vice president said he was appalled by the allegations. Why did the president not use this as an opportunity to say something like that? Why doesn't he? Why does he have to speak through you? The the president has been clear um, multiple oh, times God. through myself and others within the administration that we condemn domestic violence in all forms. He has not said it. Why has he not? Said I'm the it? spokesperson for the White House and for the president. And I'm saying it to you right now. Have to say it why didn't he say it <laughs> I, I i'm not sure how i can be any more clear i think the president has espoused his views on this and i certainly and have echoed are, and told he wishes, them. Right, right, he wishes porter well uh, and that he believes that uh, uh people should have due process but he hasn't addressed the victims of domestic violence That's at all actually not true if you were paying attention to what i just read to you uh huh. you would Where understand the opposite he? he literally dictated Fuck that you. statement to me um and so i'm I'm not really sure how Literally. that's the president speaking on that. What a liar. What a liar. He didn't dictate that fucking statement to you. And, and even if even even if he did, it doesn't matter. This is the president who tweets out the fact that he farted. Yeah. Okay? You know, he really didn't tweet out that he farted, but he tweets everything out. There is nothing, nothing in any of his tweets that says, I, I support women who were abused, except for maybe that one Rhiannon tweet mm-hmm. when, when he said, if, if, if Rhiannon goes back with Chris Brown, then she's a fool. Oh, yeah, yeah, because once a beater, always a beater about Chris Brown, for a, a tweet but, from like 2012. Yeah, but let's point out, what, what color are their skins? Of course, of course. You know, I'm sure Jeff Sessions would uh, would uh, uh, fully endorse that tweet and stand behind <laughs> all the white uh, affluent um, 
women beaters, you know? I just um, don't understand how we're supposed to believe Sarah Huckabee Sanders saying, trust me, the president said this, this, and this, and I speak on behalf of him. When when they ask her so many other questions, and if she doesn't have an answer, she's like, I'll get I, back to you. Or, or I haven't spoken to him about it. Or I can't speak for the president. She said that yes. before. It, but now she, she now my job time. is to speak for the president. I can't speak for the president. My job is to speak for the president. So um, two more clips in this, and I really want to get to these because the last ones are are some pretty powerful stuff. And if anybody out there, oh, and yes, Peter in San Francisco, she did say espoused. I heard that last night too when I recorded the audio. Not espoused, espoused. Um, ex-spoused mm. is what Trump does. Uh, he makes exes of his spouses. Ex-spoused. Um, uh, so, um, but yeah, um, the, the next couple clips are, are build up to what we're going to be talking about. And of course, don't worry, we will be talking about Central Park 5 because that obviously is something that ties right into all this, especially the due process thing. Or as Sarah Huckabee Sanders would say, especially. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the new defense. Uh, you know, well, we heard a little bit from Raj Shah about this. Who, who are you going to blame for Rob Porter being in the White House? Well, I guess you blame the FBI, right? Does the White House have a rule or policy uh, regarding how long an employee is permitted to operate with interim security clearance? Um, as we've said, we're not going to get into the details of how the clearance process works. Last week, we went further than we ever have before due to extenuating circumstances, and there's nothing further to add on that front. Look, this is a process that isn't um, doesn't operate within the White House. It's handled by our law enforcement and intelligence community, and um, we support that process. It's the same process that has been used for decades for other and previous administrations, and we're relying on that process at this point. I do think that it's up to those same law enforcement and intelligence agencies to determine if changes need to be made to their process. No! No! You need to determine changes in standards uh, to your hiring practices. Thank you. If they can't fucking clear him, don't hire him it's as simple as fucking that god really you're gonna blame everybody but you this this shit this is where this shit ends to me and i hope it, you know uh, some people are just like i mean when fox and friends is like what the fuck you know the thing. that a FBI lot of is yeah, not hr it's not. You're totally right. Thank you, Rain. That's the perfect statement. FBI, not HR. You know? There's not an H or an R in FBI. God. I understand so, there's going to be a new cabinet level position. So, uh, what, what would that be? Uh, uh, Secretary of the Scapegoat. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, it'll be uh, just like a designated scapegoat. You just go to that person, and, and then he gets fired over and over and over again. Oh, no. That's terrible. <laughs> no, poor goat. Mm -hmm. We don't want to see that happen to goats. Um, I mean, they invented a new agency I never heard of. Did you ever hear of that agency? Sure. Either. Yeah, well, today. It, it, 
the agent agency of uh, of security clearance or whatever the yeah yeah the sure what are you talking the about? agency yeah. of security clearance agency so <laughs> the, the, the agency that's the other agency that made the mistake not us yes yeah. yeah. the it's all so insane <laughs> it, it, it's like it, it's like they have an agency it's the family circus agency like uh not me i don't know <laughs> you remember that comic strip family circus where the ghosts yeah, you know were called runs. not me and yes. i don't know yeah i hate that comic strip by the way it's terrible I punch, it's I never funny kids. it's never funny um and uh all right last one from huckabee sanders we are cutting in a little bit uh into time here but uh it has to be done so um no actually no because we'll be talking about this forever if i play this clip now because it's it's like one of the biggest um so we'll talk about uh that uh hope hopefully next segment uh uh, if you want to call in, you can. Um, numbers three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six. Real quick after name calling, just you know, like I said, just give a quick check in if you want to call. But uh, I'm not gonna, you know, I have a lot of stuff to get to tonight. Uh, very important case to lay the groundwork for here in the court of Kenny Pick. <laughs> That's not a thing. Um, so the agency it of could that. Be. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> Kenny's court. Be. Smacking the gavel for justice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying right now. Let's go ahead and hit the break. We'll be right back with uh, name calling birthdays and so much more. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on... Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. It's Tuesday, February 13, 2018. This morning I submitted legislative principles to Congress that will spur the biggest and boldest infrastructure investment in American history. Trump's infrastructure proposal scam shifts costs onto states and cities and guts clean water and clean air regulations. Puerto Rico suffers a new blackout. Sea level rise is accelerating. Plus, Tesla and South Australia team up to build the world's largest virtual power plant. Virtual power plant? Virtual power plant. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Did you watch this speech? He mentioned all the floods, you know, the, the wildfires, the storms we've had. Never once linked them to climate change. Yes, probably the work of the deep state, wouldn't you imagine? I knew it. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Dizzy Doyen, the scams never seem to end with this Trump administration. <laughs> no, they don't. On Monday, the Trump administration finally released what the administration and the media are misleadingly calling a $1.5 trillion proposal to repair the nation's crumbling infrastructure. But in reality, it is just a paltry $200 billion that will be cut from other crucial programs. And spent over 10 years. Right. And Trump's proposal 
proposal would only put up 10 to 20 percent of the cost of those projects, requiring cash-strapped state and local governments to come up with the rest by raising taxes, selling off public assets, or privatizing projects like roads and water systems. Democrats slammed the proposal as another giveaway to private companies. At a recent mayor's conference, Los Angeles Mayor Eric Garcetti criticized a leaked version of the proposal. Giving us a nickel or a dime for every 95 cents, every 90 cents we put in, doesn't allow you to count our dollars as your infrastructure package. And taking money away from things like community development block grants, existing tiger grants, um, new starts, which helps us build a middle class, doesn't count either. Trump's infrastructure proposal also severely cuts back environmental impact reviews and local community input. Trump's plan doesn't even mention hardening infrastructure against extreme weather disasters. Trump and the Republicans apparently think you're too stupid to remember that they just gave a $1.5 trillion tax cut to corporations and the rich that could have paid for his $1.5 trillion infrastructure scam. Mm, That's because of the tax and spend Democrats. Apparently, the tax cut and borrow Republicans. As if to underscore the long-term consequences of not investing in infrastructure, Puerto Rico officials say a major widespread blackout on Sunday was caused by an explosion and fire at an electrical substation. Electricity has been restored to most customers, officials say, but it was yet another setback in the island's recovery five months after Hurricane Maria destroyed their decrepit infrastructure causing the longest blackout in U.S. history. Any idea what led to that explosion and fire? That is still under investigation. More than half a million Puerto Ricans are still without electricity and tens of thousands are still without clean water. Also impacting U.S. coastal infrastructure, the rate of sea level rise has accelerated. It's tripled over the past 25 years and will continue to accelerate in coming decades, thanks to the melting of Antarctica and Greenland. Thanks, melting Antarctica and Greenland. That's according to NASA. The study has a conservative estimate projecting that sea level rise will surge more than two feet by 2100. In the meantime, creating bigger storm surges and saltwater intrusion of freshwater supplies in coastal cities. Great. In other news, remember that massive Iranian oil tanker that exploded and sank last month in the South China Sea? I do. The New York Times reports that toxic petroleum condensate may have begun to contaminate some of the most important fishing grounds off the coasts of China and Japan. Tests show that fish caught within five nautical miles of the sunken ship contained traces of petroleum hydrocarbons. Mm. And this is a weird spill because it's not like the usual thick, crude oil spills. This is kind of invisible. Right, and it's impossible to clean up. Invisible except for the damage that it's causing, I guess. Finally, some good news. In South Australia, Tesla's utility-sized battery storage farm that was built in less than 90 days on a bet is now proving to be so reliable and so cheap during Australia's current record-breaking hot summer that the province is now teaming up with Tesla to build what Tesla calls the world's largest virtual power plant. Over the next four years, solar panels and Tesla Powerwall batteries will be installed on 50,000 homes, networked to act as a single solar power plant. It's projected to cut residents' utility bills by 30% because, as Tesla notes, unlike the rising costs of natural gas-powered plants, sunlight is free. Mm. Well, nice to see the infrastructure being improved 
in other countries, if not ours. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. I come from a Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! See my power! There you go, my goofy video game noises. Yeah. That's how I feel. (laughs) That's how my brain feels like. (laughs) I just feel like it's... Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, welcome back, uh, to the program, everybody. Um, and you know, I'm seeing right now, we have a lot more listeners than are in the chat room right now. So if, uh, you are listening to the show and you've never been into the chat room, uh, just go to easy, easiest way to do it. Go to kennypick.com. That goes straight to the chat and of course our audio feeds and everything. And you can get signed up on Discuss, even though Rain hates the chat room. <laughs> um, but uh, it's okay. Uh, but yeah, go to kennypick.com. That takes you straight to our chat room. And it's really easy to sign up with Discuss. I don't even think you need to provide an email. I, I, I It's been so long since I signed up. It's just, you know, it's easy. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. And of course, uh, it, it, we will take a few calls tonight if, if you want to call in in this segment. And if they're listening, uh, call in. Yeah, if you're listening, uh, call in. Uh, you, now would be the time to do it, but don't. Um, if, if I answer the phone, you're going to be on hold. You'll hear the show. Don't speak until spoken to, please. Um, and, uh, and all that jazz. But um, uh, yeah, so welcome back. Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hi, I'm sorry for my. Oh, God. It's okay. <laughs> Just, I thought I posted. It didn't look like it posted, so I posted, posted. Anyway. And then, yes. I hate the chat. You I do. love the people in the chat. Yes, but the functionality of the chat sometimes is not so uh, not so good. So, no. But it happens. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Are you ready to do some name-calling, sir? Well, I guess. All right, oh, I can we, do that. Hey, we got some, uh, uh, some people took my advice and came to the chat room. That's awesome. All right, here we go. Hey. 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 Brought to Scranton with me, big place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today. 
to have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's gonna be a bumpy one. We can jam and Joe's garage. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Biscuit. Okay, hey, biscuits. Go. Biscuits. Yeah. You got any biscuits um, for sale in there? I think so. I think so. Biscuits. Okay. Biscuits. We got bro gammer. Oh, hold on, hold Please. on, hold on. You're not ready Please. to go. You're not ready to go yet, Joe. Hold on one second. No. There you go. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Adam Ebert. Adam. Adam Ebert. Don't blow your voice do out. Don't blow your voice out. Just, just. Yeah, I won't do a talk to one. Adam, Adam Ebert just popped in. Uh, broke hammer. We have uh, Caitlin Chris. Hi, Caitlin Chris. Clinster 66 and the Ed McMahon of the Tim Coromal show, Francie 57. Yeehaw! Francie! That's it. <laughs> and we have uh, Jay Collie. We have Cat. We have Kenny Pick and Kenny Pick Sr. Hello, Dad. And we have Meow Goodness, Michelle in South Florida. And we have Nova Moonlight. And we have Peter in San Francisco. Hi, Rain. I'm in your basement. This call is coming no, not. from your My house. My dog ate you. Trace the call. Oh. It's coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> it is. We have uh, <laughs> Scoopster. We have Theo. My boss, Tim Coromal of the Tim Coromal Show. Which you can hear at 10.15 right after this show. That's right. And, there you go. And uh, Trojan Rabbit rounds out the chat that Rain hates. Yeah. <laughs> okay. God damn it's it. It's like the house that Jack built. The chat that Rain I, hates. I know. So. <laughs> I love the people in the chat. Oh, I know you love the people in the chat. You just That's don't love joke. the chat. That's a joke. Dear God. Yeah, we're just kidding. So... Uh, she but hates yeah, you all. she hates so, you all. So again, so again, we we have we have about we have about ten, a little more than ten minutes left in this segment. If you want to call the show, and you got something you can say in sixty seconds, please call in now three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six or three three zero Ken the number one goo um, sixty seven. That's a, a verbal Twitter comment. Uh, what? 240 characters. Oh, yeah. Comments, See, 60 there seconds. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. So if, if you got something, you know, uh, you want to talk about, I know Scoopster is talking about some interesting, it looks like some, uh, uh, he was saying that, um, it looks like maybe a Florida special election flipped to Dems and there's a yeah. Minus twenty point swing in the Oklahoma legislative race still lopsided for the Republican though. So uh so yeah, yeah so Dems won won a special election in Florida tonight. That's exciting. That's exciting. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, well there's a way to stop that. Uh Let's Scott have... Walker just won't have any. Well, Scott there you Walker's go. not in Oh you did you hear what you in Wisconsin? Oh, in, yeah, uh, he's a dirtbag. He is not going to have any special elections. Really? 
until until the November election. Yeah, because of what happened in that one really red district where mm. they lost a state senate, state legislator Mm-mm-mm. to a to a Democrat. I actually heard that's what they're going to try to do down in Alabama too. Well, Scott Walker has stopped all. There will be no special elections until the regular elections in November. Well, Scott Walker is special. Oh, really? I mean... So, if we're going to stop special elections, we should prevent him from running again. Yeah. Why don't we just stop elections? True. Oh. So, um, uh, but yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, Theo says, I should try and log Sherman in. Uh, I believe that's his kitty. He says, he's asleep in my computer chair. So I'm literally typing on bended knee, taking a knee for the feline overlord, so to speak. So, Aww. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, so, well, no calls are coming in. Uh, I understand, you know, uh, I can't give um, a lot of time out right now. So um, I'm just going to go ahead and run with this um, this other Sarah Huckabee Sanders clip. Um, she it, is a joy. She's fucking <laughs> uh, horrible. Uh, so yeah, so let's uh, let's listen to this because this this was the biggest one. This was the icing on the proverbial cake from uh, the end of the White House press briefing yesterday. Um, hey, how can you trust these people without security clearance? How can you hope that they won't leak information? Oh, Marosa, don't worry. I whispered. Nobody will know that I mentioned you too. Um, it's never gonna be okay. As long as Sarah is there. Okay. Seriously. Uh, but yeah, Sarah, uh, Sarah Hickabilly slanders. Um, let's see who's to blame for leaks from the White House, okay? Why are high-level aides allowed to work with classified information without permanent security? Once again, that's a question that um, the FBI and uh, other intelligence no. communities, they make that determination. No. That's not something that's decided by the White House. Okay, it's the same way that it has been. information given that you have someone like Rob I'm sorry. who didn't have a permanent security I, I missed the first part of your question. Uh, can you guarantee that you are protecting classified information given that you have someone like Rob Porter who didn't have a permanent security I think we're doing and taking every step we can to protect classified information. No, you're not. I mean, not. frankly, if you guys have such concern with classified information, there's plenty of it that's leaked out of the Hill, that's leaked out of oh, bitch, other uh, communities well beyond the White House walls. If you guys have real concerns about leaking out classified information, look around this room. You guys are the ones that publish classified information and put national security at risk. That doesn't come from this White House. We take every precaution possible to protect classified information nope. and certainly to protect really? national security. It's yeah. the president's number one priority is protecting the citizens of this country. It's why we spend every single day doing everything we can to do that. And I think um, if anyone is publishing or putting out publicly classified information, it's members of the press, not the what White House. Go fuck yourself. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm so angry about this. Oh, yeah, Lord. I got, I got, I got a little, little, little audio clip for Sarah here. Go fuck yourself. There. <laughs> I, I just, I'm going to make this really quick because sure. I know I've been talking a lot tonight. It's fine. But here's the thing. If somebody who is working in the White House doesn't have security clearance, they can talk whatever they want. Sure. They don't they have, have any been. signed agreement saying, I agree to my classified security clearance. Yeah. Anybody and, can talk. 
She she literally just accused the press of endangering Americans by printing stuff that the White House is leaking out. And, and really, I mean, the stuff that the White House is leaking out generally is not a national security stuff. It's just the pettiness and the stupidity. Yeah. It's Rex Tillerson calling Trump a fucking moron. It's, you know, everybody calling Trump a fucking moron. Um, it's it's about Trump's temper tantrums and his his eating habits and TV habits and attention span and reading skills. That is not endangering national security because what it's doing is it's exposing the true danger to national security, which is Trump and all the dipshits he lets walk in and out of the White House willy-nilly without security clearance. I'm pretty sure there was a uh, court case. Let me think. Was it the New York Times versus the United States? Maybe. I believe you might be right. Okay, and and if I'm not mistaken, the, the Supreme Court back then voted 6-3 that... Uh, it's the press's right to publish news. Uh, and that, you are correct. And that information that is in the public interest uh, and uh, tells us about the functioning of our government uh, is legal. Yes. And protect it. It's protected by the First Amendment, I believe. Which amendment was that? Yeah, first. Is it the Pentagon Papers? Yes, yeah, that's exactly so. what it is. That's exactly what go. it is. Uh, 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 71. Uh, uh, hey, I was born that year. Uh, New go. York Times versus another- United States, uh, 403 States. U.S. 713, 1971, was a landmark decision by the United States Supreme Court on the First Amendment. The ruling made it possible for the New York Times and Washington Post newspapers to publish the then-classified Pentagon Papers without risk of government censorship or punishment. There you yeah. go. And Leak, how about, who was it? Now, if it, do you guys remember who it was that was in the Oval Office with two Russian diplomats and leaked Israeli? <laughs> Hillary Clinton. No, yes, no, I don't President think so. Cl- Hillary Clinton. Was, oh, no. wrong classified. No. Oh. Donald Trump. Wait, Hillary, right. Hillary Rodham? <laughs> Hillary Rodham, yeah. <laughs> John Barham. John John, John Barham? No, uh, Davison. Davison. John Miller. Uh, John Miller. G- yeah, uh, Christopher John Davison. Davison had awesome hair, by the way. Oh, from uh, Real People? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah did. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Magnificent I mean, choppers, I mean, she talks too. about leaks. He leaked. He leaked Israeli intelligence exactly, and exposed methods and 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 people and exposed agents in the field, in the freaking Oval Office. And Kat says, yeah, but it's, it, but it's that's different because doll hands and Nunez have penises. That's debatable, but don't say still, penis in this house. that's debatable. They have, they have a they have little acorns. They, well, acorns. yeah, little button on a fur coat. Little button, yeah. <laughs> shrinkage, it's shrinkage. I tell you. Um, I mean, I, I just I. I they might have a penis. <laughs> Does that mean that the penis is like riding in little cart with a horse? Uh, could be. <laughs> and building little penis 
furniture? <laughs> sure. Yes. Uh, well. <laughs> this is taking a bad turn. It is. Well, yes, the buggy has taken a sharp turn around the bend, and uh, it is flipped. <laughs> I'm just so we'll never see it again. Sanders. I really am, and I, it just, oh, God. Well, you know, she's on the on the on the front page of the New York Times today. As she's, they said, I think it said something like she's never been so bad as when she's addressing women's issues. I and agree. True. I mean, I mean, she's at her worst when she. I agree because I feel like just come on. At, yeah. at a certain point, just stand up. Today, in, in the Washington Post, was there was an op-ed from Porter's first wife. Mm-hmm. And, and Porter's first wife called her out saying, I expect women to be better. And she was talking directly about Sarah Sanders. And, and, uh, and no legs Kelly. She oh, actually gave Kelly credit. Well, actually, she was upset that Kelly said... That she wasn't worried yes. about Hope Hicks because yes. Hope was a strong, strong woman, woman, implying so, that the wives that got beat up got beat well, up because yes. they weren't strong like Hope was. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, we she was a little pissed that. off about that baby. See, I, she, <laughs> rightfully so. But but at a certain point, she said, I expect women to be better. And and mm. that particular comment, I really it really resonated with me because... You know, there is a special place in hell, speaking as a woman, who don't mm. stand up for other women who are abused. And and Kelly is, she's on thin ice with me. Oh. She really is. Kelly is on thin ice with me. But Sarah Sanders, no, she she's, went through the ice. Oh, she's straight I don't out, even yeah. know what to do about her. Yeah, she's like freaking frozen in a block of ice like captain america at this point um sorry uh <laughs> but no I, i'm torn between this conversation and and what's going on in the chat room right now because peen ish apparently is caught on fire here everybody we can't we can say peen ish in this house and then meow goodness says maybe a peen isn't i like that i like that peen ish peen isn't you know you say tomato i say tomato uh <laughs> furniture and uh, and Caitlin Chris says that's like Dana Goldberg saying she's Jew-ish. So, <laughs> uh, so that's fun. And uh, and Jay Colley also says penish sounds like Sean Connery talking. Penish. Stop shine. Stop shine with my penish. Well, what so. happened if, if Sean Connery came out and said, we can't talk about penish, but we must talk about Rashawn. <laughs> Rasha. <laughs> Tell me. That's funny. That's why he's in the White House. It sounds like Russian. Yeah, I, I love it. Now, now I can't get this Rasha. Saturday Night Live skit out of my mind with Sean Connery on, on uh, who was it? Uh, Jeopardy? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> he would pick categories. He would misread the categories. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. Maybe oh, we'll have to get that. that. But yes, penish. Uh, yeah, so see, I, I've I've gotten around the, you know, uh, I can't say penis. Don't say penis in this house! I can't say penish or penisn't. <laughs> 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 um... 
So, oops, knocked my microphone around. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and uh, so yeah. And uh, my apologies, everybody. Uh, it's just it's it's a very dense audio night, so I don't think we're going to be doing any more calls. We I promise we're going to do at least two Mad Libs tonight. Uh, but we have a lot of audio I want to get through. Uh, but yeah, Mad Libs will definitely uh, feature the word penis at some point. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Um, Do you feel like pot, poshkies? Uh, punchkies, penis. Punchkies, penis, and punchkies. Penis and. Uh, Do you think so, that it has like white cream on it? What? Uh, no, that's Obama's uh, Obama's uh, portrait. No, that's Hannity's version of what. Yes, I know. The Obama I know. Portrait. Yeah, slant head, <laughs> slant head, thinking about jism all day long. Freak. Dirty, so, dirty boy. <laughs> dirty, dirty slant head. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, R.I.P. The real Ed Schultz. <laughs> um, oh so, all yes. right, we're going to go ahead and uh, run to the break. We'll be right back with um, some uh, amazing audio. Uh, we're going to talk about the Central Park Five. Anderson Cooper had two uh, of... Uh, uh, the the cent the the infamous Central Park Five that were smeared up and down. Of course, uh, uh, due process. Everyone remember that phrase, due process, for when uh, we play that Anderson Cooper in- interview. Uh, but we'll be right back with uh, the final hour of this Tuesday edition, Fat Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig. Right after this, Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10:30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Be my power! Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is an idiot idea. Holy macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition, the Fat Tuesday edition to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live, worldwide, Mardi Gras style, sort of. Uh, nobody has earned their beads tonight, but yet nobody has shown their penish. Uh, or peen isn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Hello. Just want to answer Meow Goodness's question. Lorraine and Bobbitt. Yes, that's right. Uh, but, uh, of course, uh, uh, that was um, uh, who reminded us of the the Sean Connery category. 
Um, uh, Peter in San Francisco says uh, it was, uh, I'll take a rapist for 200, Alex. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the therapist, Sean. The therapist. Uh, <laughs> that's therapist, Sean. Uh, the rapist. Um, well, well, I, we are kind of talking about that too tonight. Um, so, uh, but yeah, and, uh, Joe Santorza. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you got, uh, you broke up a little bit. Say it, say it, say it again. Say it again. Say it again from the beginning. You got Skypey. When, when, when that story came out, her name is Lorena and my full name is Lorraine. That's right. And so I just was like, no, 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 just call me Rain. Well, I, I, that, that's a great short name for, you know, I mean, a lot of people probably would go with Lori, but you went with Rain, so that's cool. I was also called that's Rain cool. growing up. Well, there you go. But, so, and of yeah, course. Like, God damn it, Lorena yeah. Bobbitt. Yeah, you really fucked up a good thing there, uh, lady. Uh, kind of happy and, with what you did, but. God! Yeah, uh, and of course, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back. Yeah, what's the uh, difference between uh, a mallard and uh, what a cold and your mother, Trebek? <laughs> <laughs> uh, should I good, answer Joe. in the form One, of a question? One's a duck with a cold. One's a duck with a cold. And I don't know the rest, but your mother's a whore. No. <laughs> See, there you go. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, okay, let's let's that's, get. That's it. Yeah, there you go. Let's get uh, uh, back into the audio here, um, and um, we're gonna. We're, I'll save the Velshi and Rule stuff for after the break, but um, I really want to get into this audio. Uh, this is. Um, uh, in five parts, uh, Anderson Cooper had a conversation with Yusef Salam and um, uh, Ray, uh, Raymond Santana, two of the uh, uh, guys who I guess are like now my age uh, or a little bit younger uh, from the Central Park Five. Um, who you know this this resonate you know though in the setup for this too is you know you'll hear it again in a redux form but Sarah Huckabee Sanders saying due process due process due process due process due process well what about the Central Park Five they sure fucking weren't afforded that by Trump in his uh, uh, white entitled lynch mob that he did taking out full page ads against them asking for them to be put to death. So uh, here's part one. This is the longest one, um, but uh, uh, it's pretty important stuff. The White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders said the president takes domestic violence seriously, despite the fact he hasn't said that himself and has, in fact, only spoken and tweeted support for the accused. Now, the other part of Sanders' statement is more in line with what the president tweeted this weekend, lamenting that there is no due process for the accused. Above all, the president supports victims of domestic violence and believes everyone should be treated fairly and with due Bullshit. process. Everyone should be treated fairly and with due process. Bullshit. He certainly supports the victims of domestic violence 
above all else and believes that they should everyone should be treated fairly yeah, and with due process. The president simply saying that there should be a, pro- a due process Brian supporting Andrew. due process for Bullshit. any allegation is um, not tone deaf. There should be due process. Bullshit. But the president also supports due process. Because I think Bullshit. anybody here, if they were accused of something, would want the opportunity to go through due process. Bullshit. Well, that's certainly true. You'd want to go through the opportunity for due process. But the president talking about due process, it's a notable exception to the president's, well, I should say there is a notable exception to the president's newfound love of due process. It is, of course, himself. When he thinks a president wasn't born in the United States or that Hillary Clinton should be jailed or that police officers shouldn't be so careful about not banging the heads of suspects when they place them in police cars. Or how about when he bought full-page ads that ran in newspapers in New York demanding the death penalty for the young men accused of attacking a jogger in Central Park? They were exonerated years later after spending years in prison, but the president has never admitted he was wrong and he's never apologized. The irony was not lost on one of the uh, exonerated. Raymond Santana is his name. He tweeted to the president, quote, you should have spoke like that back in 1989. You called for the death penalty. We were 14 and 15 years old. Yeah, 14 and 15 years old. So they are were a little younger than me. So they were kids. Yeah. Um, so all right. So we got the setup out of the way. Uh, and yeah, so much bullshit about the uh, due process thing. Uh, let's let's jump straight into the interview because this is some pretty powerful powerful stuff. Again. From uh, Yusef Salam and Raymond, uh, Raymond Santana, who were 14 and 15 year old kids who were falsely accused, arrested, and imprisoned, and uh, have gradually, you know, had all the opportunities, uh, albeit, you know, not the opportunities that, that, you know, young white people have in this country. You know, they suffer from affluenza, you know, when they, when they murder people with their vehicles. You know, um, and these guys uh, didn't commit a crime. And, you know, well, they'll they'll get into that, too. But here's part two. Raymond Santana joins me along with Yusuf Salam, both members of the exonerated Central Park Five. Raymond, were you surprised to hear the president suddenly calling for due process now when obviously he rushed to condemn you and all the others in 1989 to death? When I first saw the tweet, it, it... I wasn't surprised because of all the stuff that he has done already leading up to this. Um, it was just like, all right, here we go. Another 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 day that he does something that's that's dumb and, and, and it's, it's it's ignorant. But it goes back to 89 and, and it goes back to us saying we told you so, you know, as far as, you know, the uh, the public, the general public. So it wasn't really surprising. It was just one of those like, here he goes again. And um, we told you once again, this is who you're dealing with. This is the president. Yusef, you said when it comes to President Trump and due process that there are two Americas. I'm wondering what you meant by that. Yep. Well, you know, what what, what we're seeing, and this is the great thing, I I think, about what's happening now in the shape and the way that the country is moving. What we're seeing is clearly that there are two separate Americas, one America for blacks and people of color and another America for whites and people of affluence. You know, um, Mm. I mentioned the fact that with what he's doing for the good old boys club you know in his own affluenza he's saying hey look let's not rush to judge you know the guy said that he's innocent of these kinds these these particular charges as a matter of fact he strongly said it we strongly said the same thing back in 1989 we strongly said that we weren't the ones who did this crime in their rush to judgment at the uh, behest i want to say of a person like donald trump taking out those ads early on the whole city the, the, the jury pool was muddied, and so they looked at what was going on and said, man, these guys have to be guilty of something. Look at them. Yeah. 
Seriously. <laughs> I mean, this is, uh, uh, again, due process, folks. Trump cares so much about due process. So much. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I was, white I was in New York City at the time, people. and I remember seeing all those headlines, and I felt like the whole Trump really did muddy up the water. Mm-hmm. He really did. Because nobody knew what was going on, and it was 1989, and I think Rudy... Well, I don't know who I don't know who was. It doesn't matter who the governor was at the time, but Trump muddied up the water because nobody knew who who raped that jogger. But the New York City Police Department damn well made sure that they swept up people and arrested people. Yeah, to make sure that most of America would be like, okay, we got this taken care of. See, yeah, my dog agrees with me. He does. He does. But, uh- but yeah, the, the, these guys these guys are on point. Trump didn't care about due process. No. Trump just cared about taking out full page ads in the New York Times, the New York Post, and I believe the Daily News saying that they should get the death penalty even before they were convicted. Yep. Uh Joe, uh you want to chime in before I play the next one? I'll play the next one. All right, uh, here we go. go part it. part three. Uh, Anderson Cooper with Youssef Salam and Raymond Santana, two of the exonerated Central Park Five. Raymond, I mean, at the beginning of the president's campaign, one of the other five accused, Kevin Richardson, said to the Washington Post, "This man is, for some strange reason, obsessed with sex and rape and black and Latino men." I'm wondering. Boom. Do you think? I mean, a. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's the issue here? Well, I mean, to point to Yusuf's point also, you know, with the good old boys club, is that this man has positioned himself where he is the top and everybody else is inferior to him. And, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, race does play a part in this, right? Because here we were, black and Latino boys who were 15 and 14 and 15 years old, and he didn't mind giving it the death penalty. Now, you know, here you also have women who he's speaking out against, you know, with the sexual assault stuff. And, and I mean, at the end of the day, this is his character. It all plays a part of that. There has to be somebody on the top, and there has to be somebody on the bottom. And he chooses to stay on the top, and he wants all of us to be on the bottom. He is not a power top, uh, I don't think. Not with that mud flap. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I think this, the uh, again, bringing up the good old boy, um you know, network. That's, that's really what it is, but it's, it goes beyond the good old boy network at this point because it's now the, the born into wealth, good old boys or the, you, you know, uh, in the orbit of someone who was born into wealth, good old boys, because the good old boys, you know, traditionally they really didn't have a whole lot more. They had more power politically, but not to this degree. And for this long of a period of time, again, Trump is a trust fund kid who has been, you know, committing atrocious racist acts since since before I was born. You know. Yep. So, uh, Rain, any any thoughts? No, I I was waiting for Joe to say something. I, it, um. Because, yeah, I feel bad. I feel like I'm talking over Joe tonight. I'm sorry, Joe. But it's okay. Then again, 
Then again, I'm not yep. sorry. Donald Trump, <laughs> really. That's true. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry for everything. Donald Trump's father and Donald Trump were more than happy to put a C on the on the renters' applications. Yeah. And that went to federal court. These guys, these guys are so right. They they knew they were innocent. I feel like that they were also this was in this was in the late 80s when when New York City was really filled with a lot of crime. It was filled with a lot of crime. It was filled with a lot of black crack crime. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm not excusing what the New York City Police Department did. They they found somebody. They found somebody to be a scapegoat. Yeah. We found out 20, 30 years later that these kids were used as a scapegoat. And I say kids, they're adults now. The fact that Donald Trump has never, ever said, I was wrong... Even though Donald Trump has to know that there is DNA evidence that proves their innocence, shows what a freaking racist this man is. Yeah. And he's not just a racist. He's also, he's a sexist. He doesn't care about women. He does not care about women. And I would love for him to come out. I really would love for him to come out and say, I stand by the women who are abused by Rob Porter, but he will never do that. He won't do that. No. Because his pride and his male toxicity won't let him do it. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're hundred percent correct. Um, uh, let's, uh, uh, Joe, anything else you want to add before the next clip? No, I think she's covered it perfectly. You know, um, he doesn't even apologize to God. So what the hell? Yeah, yeah, and th this is where the apology portion um, uh, part comes in, uh, where Anderson Cooper's like, "Hey, what you know? What if he apologized now?" Yusuf, the president has never, or Donald Trump, when he was a citizen, has never apologized or said, "Oh, yeah, you know, it was a mistake to call for the death penalty for you," because obviously you, you were all exonerated, uh, both through a confession and DNA evidence. It wasn't as if it was through some sort of, you know, legal trickery in court or anything. Even as recently as 2016, President Trump was still saying all five of you were guilty of the crime. Do you want an apology? You know, I think that we've given up hope that Donald Trump is going to be anything other than who Donald Trump is right now. It amazes me um, that he still stays on the wrong side of history and the wrong side of everything, really. Um, kind of like it's just this weirdness going on in the White House and the weird. I mean, you, we, we all hope that we're going to wake up from this nightmare. And every day, every single day we wake up and we realize it's not a nightmare. We're actually living this thing out. And yes. so very early on, I said, man, you know, it'd be great if Donald Trump took out full page ads saying that he was apologetic, maybe even great to, hey, we needed housing. When we first came home, hey, give us a house, give us an apartment to live in. You had all of these uh, pieces of real estate. That would have been wonderful and excellent. But at the same time, I realized that I can't count on a, an apology from a person who doesn't even know what it is to apologize. You know, Raymond, I'm, I'm, I'm through with that. And uh, I'm going to give him an amen for that because uh, amen. we've said it before. Amen. Trump doesn't know how to apologize. He never apologizes. You know, the the biggest thing he did was, you know, he he made the the blanket apology for people he might have offended. 
you know, uh, oh God, uh, you know. Um, when after the pussy comment? Um, I don't even remember when it was because it was so nondescript. In yeah, there was, was so was, much atrocious shit that had gone on. That video he made, he was forced to make. Yeah, that's the one he, I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah, and he said, he said, yeah. Um, basically, it was one of those those non-apology apologies, where where you say, uh, "I'm sorry if what I said, which to me was correct, but uh, if it offended you, well, that's okay." Yeah, <laughs> you know that kind that kind of, that said, kind of I an apology. I said it. I'm sorry if I offended you, but I'm going to go on and represent blah blah blah. We should probably in in future broadcasts bring that apology up. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, I think next Friday I'll I'll, I'll dig it out. We'll, we'll find that. Because these guys here in that clip, they're they're right. They were like, well, maybe this could happen, but they realized pretty quickly it's not going to happen. Trump is not going to apologize. And at a certain point, if you want Trump to be something other than he is, he's not going to be that person. And to go back to Sarah Sanders, all she is is an apologist for him. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, she she doesn't speak for him. She She belches forth propaganda for him. So, um, like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so last clip from uh, Yusef Salam and uh, Raymond Santana. Raymond, I mean, if an apology is not possible, would you at least like him to acknowledge that you were correctly exonerated? I mean, at this point, Anderson, we're beyond that. Um, we're talking about a man who had called for the death penalty. If he had it his way, we wouldn't be here right now. Our kids wouldn't be born. We would just be whispers. And yes. so at the end of the day, I think we're beyond that. I mean, the man had a, he had a time where he could have said I was wrong and I apologize or I just messed it up. But he has stood fast on his course and saying that we're still guilty. Mm. And so at the end of the day, we're beyond an apology. It's more like it's going to be a continuing and an ongoing battle between the Central Park Five and Donald Trump. You know, not only not only that, uh, Anderson, I want people to really understand and, and, and go into the um, go into the really investigatory process of finding out what happens when you have a Central Park Five. What happens to the families that that Central Park Five come from, those people who were accused? See, we were children. The, the hopes and the dreams and aspirations that we had, we're just now trying to realize some of that. You're, so, you're talking about the you, ripple effects of, of this on yes, everyone. Yes, it's not just yeah, on you yes, five. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so yeah. when he said that, when he said the tweet the other day about, you know, people's lives are being ruined just from just from an accusation, I took personal offense to that. So at this point, if Donald Trump came out and said, hey, you know what, guys, oversight, it slipped my mind, I apologize. It has to be something so far more than that. Something, I mean, that, that wouldn't be enough at this particular yeah. point. That wouldn't be enough. And you know what? I don't blame them. Um, that was uh, really, uh, really potent. I mean, put yourself, you know, again, you know, imagine that, that you're 14 or 15 years old and there is a man with more money than you or any, you know, your entire extended family will see in your lifetime. Um, printing, having, paying for ads to be printed in major publications, 
saying you oh, needed to die for something you didn't do. Yeah. I that Trump is incapable of making the gesture that would even come close to making amends for his hateful, disgusting, evil, anti-Christian uh, remarks about these kids who are now, again, like they said, adults struggling through the ripple effect of what how this, you know, upended their lives, you know? DNA evidence and a confession. And I saw Trump cultists today commenting on this video saying that these guys were still guilty and they were criminals and they were thugs and every other fucking racist code word they could do. So again, tell me Trump isn't racist, you fucking <laughs> cultist assholes. And all the cultists are racist too. They sure are. That's that's the point. I mean, that's that's what brings them out. That's that's where those thirty five percent deplorables are. Yeah, exactly. I said that. Yeah. Everybody said, "What what what'll make them ever, you know, his his support among those people erode?" I said, "If he wakes up black tomorrow, that'll do it. Uh, if he wakes up and he's yeah. black, that they, they they they'll disappear. But until then, as long as he as long as he says your racism is okay." And you can express it, and it's okay. They're going to support him. They are deplorable. Yeah, they are. They the are. Clinton, Clinton was was uh, more than right. Absolutely right on that. So, well, I'll tell you what. Um, I want to uh, run to the break, and when we come back, I'm sorry. I'm trying to set the Mad Libs down so the page doesn't get lost. Uh, so. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yes, we've got three lovely Mad Libs who are, that are almost completely filled out by our lovely chat room, our lovely and talented chat room. Um, but, uh, when we come back, um, dovetailing off of the Yusef Salam and Raymond Santana interview with Anderson Cooper, um, I've got, uh, a pretty interesting couple short clips, uh, from Velshi and Rule about Donald Trump's track record of who he defends in um, cases of sexual assault. And that's certainly not five uh, African-American and Latino young men uh, who, again, were exonerated by DNA evidence and a confession who he still won't admit to being wrong, but again, he's worse than Fonzie. At least Fonzie tries to says he was say he was wrong and goes, "I was," but Trump never <laughs> Trump never thinks he's fucking wrong. That's why he won't fucking. He, he admitted, like Joe said earlier, he admitted, and we've said this so many times on the show. He admitted that he's never asked for forgiveness because he doesn't think he's done anything wrong. Well, that's him being a sociopathological narcissist, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I think that uh, your opinion uh, 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 resounds with uh, the, the uh, most of us. So, uh, all right. Any song requests? I, I don't know what I'm going to play here. What, what do you guys want to hear? You want to hear a song by Bobber uh, Rain? 
Or should I play? Ma you know what? No, no, no. Macaroni. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go with macaroni. There you go. Yeah, this this one needs to be done for the fucking Trump cult right now. Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air, everybody, during this break. We'll be right back with uh, the final segment of Turn Up the Night, your contributions to Mad Libs. And again, Velshi and Rule coming up. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com. When you living with stress This is what you play to get shit off your chest This is what you play when people got you fed up This is what you play when you just don't give a fuck This is what you need when your car breaks down This is what you need when there's traffic all around This is what you need when you just walk in And catch your fiance with your best friend This is what you play when you get laid off And find out that your final check's way off This is what you need when you run out of weed Or your baby mama tripping with your firstborn seed This is what you need when them ends don't meet This is what you need when you fighting in the street This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you, fuck you. This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air you. If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking uh. fingers in the air This is what you play if your boss is a jerk This is what you play when you on the way to work This is what you need when you come up shorter Or at the drive through when they fuck up your order This is what you play when you waiting in line This is what you play when people wasting your time This is what you need when someone breaks your heart And says me and you we need some time apart This is what you play when you got dirt on your shoulder This is what you play when the police pull you over This is what you need when you just can't stand it Every time you do right they take you for granted This is what you play when we in a recession This is what you play when politicians don't listen This is what you play when you all the way through This is what you play when you say fuck you for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air Fuck you, I'm me, that's how I'ma do If you don't like it, fuck you, do you If you don't like it, say fuck you too or some of you might say, suck my food This is about being real with yourself Sometimes you gotta say, fuck everybody else Sometimes you gotta let people do what they do Sometimes you gotta stop them and say, fuck you, fuck you This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air If you ever been stuck or down on your luck Throw your motherfucking fingers in the air This is something real for everyone who feels like Throwing middle fingers in the air if you ever been stuck or down on your luck, throw your motherfucking fingers in the air.
listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan. I am Miles Lagan. We both are co-hosts of Mike Check Radio, along with host Adam Hebert. I'm a little bit D&D. I'm a little bit Star Wars. Together with Adam, we cover politics and most things in the nerd universe. Join us on Saturdays from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern here on Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Yeehaw! Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Come on down to Southern Progressive Revival to hear the best and worst of Southern politics once again. We've got all brand new episodes for the low, low price of 100% free and tons of extras, including guests, rants, and flustered hosts and co-hosts. Think your credit ain't good enough? We don't care. Think you don't have nothing to hear since you ain't from the South? Well, that ain't right. You reckon that Yankee pick feller's got more class than us? Well, that might be true. But let's do this. Come listen to Southern Progressive Revival live every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Come now and we'll throw in a free pine tree air freshener. Wow. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C., and thank you, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Welcome back to the final segment of this Fat Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Happy Mardi Gras, everybody. Go earn your beads consensually, I guess. Uh, so anyway, welcome <laughs> welcome back. Um, and um, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's jump right into these uh, last two audio clips I have for tonight. Um, and, um, actually the first one I'm going to play is Chewbacca ripping off somebody's arm, Ah! Ah! which, uh, is kind of how I've been feeling lately. I didn't realize that I just found out from, uh, the force awakens. There was actually a scene of Chewbacca ripping off somebody's arm. So I recorded the other day. Ah! 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 (laughs) That's a great clip, isn't it? (laughs) It is. So that's like this on steroids. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, actually, Velshi and Rule um, have some great audio clips. Uh, or, or, I'm sorry, did a great rundown in these audio clips of uh, Trump's history of defending, again, due process, everybody. 
Um, and, uh, you know, uh, but not, not due process for the central park five, not due process mm. for, you know, anybody who's a liberal, who's been accused of something, not due process for Hillary lock her up Clinton. Um, uh, but yeah, so this is a, this is a really good breakdown. I think they were, uh, reading, uh, uh, parts from an article in the New York times, I believe for this. Uh, but uh, but it's, it's good stuff. And, uh, uh, of course, Stephanie Rule has some great commentary in this. But here's part one. The White House is saying uh, the president has been clear uh, that he thinks violence against women is disgusting. But he does have a habit of defending men who are accused of hurting women. Let's go down the list compiled by the New York Times. Uh, he said this about Rob Porter. It's obviously a tough time for him. He did a very good job. We hope he has a wonderful career. He then added, quote, he says he's innocent. And I think you have to remember that. Remember this part. Rob Porter has denied the allegations, but remember this part about what Donald Trump said, because it's going to come in usefully uh, in a minute. Uh, after another staffer resigned over domestic abuse allegations, Donald Trump tweeted on Saturday morning, people's lives are being shattered and destroyed by a mere allegation. Some are true, some are false, mere. some are old, some are new. There is no recovery for someone falsely accused. Life and career are gone. Is there no such thing any longer as due process? Trump defended, as Stephanie pointed out, former Alabama Republican. Republican Senate nominee Roy Moore, who was accused of misconduct with teenage girls. Trump said, 40 years is a long time. He's run eight races, and this has never come up. He totally denies it, and you know, you have to listen to him also. Sounds very similar to what he said about Rob Porter. All right, Trump defended Bill O'Reilly after the New York Times reported he settled sexual harassment claims with five women. Trump says, quote, I don't think Bill did anything wrong. I think he's a person I know well. He is a good person. May I interrupt for one yeah. moment? And the president would have no way of having first-hand knowledge of what Bingo. Bill O'Reilly did with those women. So already, it was beyond reach for the president to tell the New York Times uh, he's a good person. Yep. You might, but the, the president might have very good relationships with Rob Porter, with Bill O'Reilly, but it that's quite possible. Both things can be true. These things. Both things can be true. You could know Bill O'Reilly well. Uh, Rob, uh, Rob Porter could be a, a good guy, but you're right. He doesn't have first-hand knowledge of these things. Bill O'Reilly, by the way. Uh, continues to insist that he has done nothing wrong. Um, interesting, uh, and something I forgot, I because I was writing Mad Lib stuff down. Going back to the the interview with the two guys uh, from the Central Park Five, uh, Yusef Salam and Raymond Santana is. I think it was Yusef Salam said at one point, "We strongly denied any involvement in the crime we were being accused of." Mm-hmm. But Trump didn't care about that. You know, and, and that's one thing. Oh, he didn't just deny it. He strongly denied it. These kids were fighting for their life saying, I didn't have anything to do with this. And again, DNA evidence. There was no DNA evidence to link them to it. But the guy who confessed to the, the, the rape in the beating, they found DNA evidence and he confessed to it. Yeah, he's in jail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, so, so much for, you know, strong denials only matter now, once again, when it's an affluent white Trump supporter. Bill O'Reilly, Roger Ailes, uh, uh, Roy Moore, um, this, you know, Rob Porter. As long as they support so me, they can get there away with, they can do whatever the fuck they want. God damn it. 
as long as they're white and they support me. <clears throat> yeah. Joe, any any thoughts on uh, this fun they're, stuff? They're right? just a, a bunch of fucking deplorables. I'm telling you. Yeah. I just get so aggravated when I hear these pundits on television telling me how Democrats have to have a message for these people. I have a message for these people. Go fuck yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I never liked you. I'm not going to like you. Go the fuck away. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean I mean that's my message. I mean I hear I hear sometimes Chris Matthews, oh the Democrats here, you know, they have to they have to address, you know, these people, the the the, the Reagan Democrats. And there's no such thing as a Reagan fucking Democrat. That's a Republican. Yes. Okay? Agreed. Okay, there's no no such thing as a Reagan Democrat. That's well, a fucking Republican. I don't know. Chris Matthews has been doing some pretty hard-hitting journalism recently. He asked. Uh, oh, he has. Uh, he asked Mika, Mika, and Joe who does the cooking and cleaning. <laughs> yeah, but fucking idiot. Y- you know, he, he's such a. He, he always gets into this politic thing, like, oh, the Democrats—they're going to lose I, in November. Because, and it I, I can't even watch. I can't even watch Matthews. He's so aggravating to me. I mean. I'm kind of at a point where I don't care what Matthew says, yeah. and I don't care about what what you know whether or not the Democrats are going to lose. That kind of punditry is over for me. It's over. Yeah. Because when you you know you played that Vilci, you know rule clip. And there's we more. don't need Chris Matthews anymore. Oh no, no, he's obsolete. He's obsolete. I mean, oh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, he 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 should just be put out to pasture with O'Reilly, even though he hasn't done anything, uh, you know, uh, violated anybody's, um, um, you know, whatever. Space. Hasn't committed a crime. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, it is. It isn't just. Matthews, I hear this over and over. You know the Chuck Todds of the world. Yeah, oh, another God. another dork. You know, <laughs> you know that all all these. Yeah, uh, you know we have to we have to we have to find out you know what these people uh, are feeling, and we have to be be sensitive to. Mm-hmm. They're fucking racists. Yeah, all they want to do is use the N word in public again. Yeah. All they want to do is be able to wear hoods and burn crosses and hang sure. black people and make it okay again. That's all they want. They, these aren't people that are want, that want manufacturing jobs back. They don't want. No. They don't want their goddamn. They don't want to make air conditioners anymore. All they want to do is whine and complain how everybody else is the fault for their fucking crummy lives. Exactly. And you know what? We should rip their arms off. Ah! Thank you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, and, and they do want to wear their hoods, just don't put too much starch in them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, uh, here's the second clip from Velshi and Rule, and then we're going to uh, uh, get to our Mad Libs and lighten things up a bit. Trump criticized the women accusing former Fox chairman Roger Ailes, saying, quote, some of the women that are complaining, I know how much he's helped them. Again, to Stephanie's point, both things can be true. And now all of a sudden they're saying these horrible th- uh, things about him. It's very sad because he's a and very Allie, good person. Roger Ailes, as the head of the Fox network, may have helped those women. Sure. He may have helped them build their careers but he also could have 
created a toxic right. work environment and an environment that, that fostered harassing behavior. So the president likes to create a binary yeah. relationship with these things when in fact they can both be true. And by the way, after a reporter accused former campaign manager Corey Lewandowski of grabbing her and bruising her arm, Trump said of Corey, of the reporter, she was running up and grabbing and asking questions. She wasn't supposed to be doing that. He then said, how do you know those bruises weren't there before? Okay, let's not forget what Trump has said about more than a dozen women who've accused him of misconduct. He says these people are horrible people. Again, remember how binary the president gets about it. You're either good people or you're horrible people. These people are horrible people. They're horrible, horrible liars. So to that point, the president isn't really in a position to change his view because if he changes his view about uh, the others, he may have to answer things himself. Uh-huh. Boom. So, mm. so you know, um, binary. Yeah, yeah. In, in putting all this together tonight, uh, listening to all this audio, going through all this, it, it astounds me. It astounds me how blatant and how hypocritical and how disgusting this existence is uh, that. I have to agree with Joe that the only the only way they would stop supporting Trump, the Trump cultists, the only way they would ever stop supporting him is if overnight he became non-white. Yeah. Or I maybe a Joe's woman. Right. Maybe he, you know, he he be, like did the oh, uh, Doctor Who a woman. and became oh, a, yeah. a woman. Yeah. If he woke if up he and he was Amorosa, they would want to break her. Oh, yeah, if he was Om Omarosa, that would be... He wakes up and it's Omarosa. Although Melania might, might think that's an improvement. I'm sure she would. Um, anything, I'm sure she, John she would. Anything. Almighty. If she, she would have a friend. True. If she woke up True. with a weasel in her bed. Oh, she does. Oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 I'm serious. <laughs> Trump woke up a woman tomorrow. Melania mm. would be like, hello, friend. Hello, darkness, <laughs> my old friend. And then, you know, the, that whole hair situation would probably be resolved, too, you know. <laughs> yeah, there it was. Uh, that made the clown car. It made the clown car. Oh, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait. Uh, Tim Carmel coming up. Uh, Tim Carmel show with the clown car coming up 1015 right after this broadcast tonight. Uh, so anyway, I think, but it, it, everything, basically this breaks down to us just wanting to tear people's arms off. Ah! 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 Maybe one day it'll happen. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I really, a bad I, person. yeah, and, and his hypocrisy is on, on, you know, it's always been on full display. But so many things with this Rob Porter uh, uh, scandal, so much of the hypocrisy has just become, you know, solidified. It's a giant gelatinous cube of hypocrisy sitting on the fucking rose garden, you know, and it's there. It's there to see. And for anybody who won't see it, you you lost the human race. <laughs> you don't belong. You don't fucking belong. You um, don't even meddle in the human race. No. At no, no point. No medals. Did, at no point did this administration say, 
Rob Porter had to go because he did things that are not consistent with what this administration stands for. No. It's it's all That's, poor. To poor, me, is a really important point. Poor him. Why don't ruin his career? Yeah. Why would you want to do that? Because maybe he fucking tried to ruin people's lives, and maybe he did ruin people's lives for even just a small portion of their life. That small portion of their life was ruined because they were beaten. <laughs> it, you know. Just, it amazes me. Sarah Sarah Sanders is like, well, we don't we don't we don't like domestic abusers but nobody in this administration said yeah rob porter can't had to go because he abused wives it's nonsense it's just absolutely disgusting <sighs> repugnant this nonsense is the part that blows me away yeah so all right well i'll tell you what we only need three blanks filled in <laughs> for our for our Mad Libs tonight. And when I say blanks filled in, I mean literal blanks. I'm not saying, you know, holes. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> but uh, all right, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, but you know what? I'll tell you one more time. I want to hear Chewbacca tearing off somebody's arm. Ah! 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 <laughs> that's therapeutic, man. Uh, <laughs> all right, and uh, here we go. Let's go ahead and get to our Mad Libs, uh, mo lar largely filled out by our uh, chatters tonight. It's very exciting. So I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get Mad Libs. <laughs> oh, God bless Mad Libs. <sighs> All right, here we go. We have three. Who's feeling? Who's feeling a little more wordy? I'll, I'll tell you what. I will give you the three things we need, okay? And then you two can uh, think about it for a moment, and let me know if you have an awesome answer, okay? So, oh, it has to we, be awesome. We, we need a type of liquid, an article of clothing, plural, and a type of metal. So a type of liquid, a type of liquid, article of clothing, plural, and type of metal. All right. I'm going to go with vodka. Okay. I like that. Oh. So, Joe, Joe, you get your choice next. Mm -hmm. Do you want the article of clothing, plural, or type of metal? I'll go with metal. Mercury. Okay. Uh, and, Rain, you get the... Uh, Unless Joe comes up with one first, you get the article of clothing plural. Um, mercury thong. <laughs> mercury thong. <laughs> That's gonna hurt. How about just thongs? Cause <laughs> <laughs> a mercury thong. Uh, I'm just gonna go with thongs. Um, so all right, so here we okay. go. Uh, these <laughs> fortunately, fortunately, this this one is uh, seasonal. Everyone. What to do when you have a cold. You can always tell when you're getting a cold because your loon will feel stuffy and you will have a liar ache. <laughs> the first thing to do is take a couple of cold ducks, then get into your podium and rest and drink plenty of vodka. <laughs> we got cold duck and vodka in there. It's nice. Okay, that's all on one. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's fun being sick. 
Food is brought to you by an Illuminati so you can eat and <laughs> eat and watch TV. And your temperature is taken by putting a puck in, in your fiesta. <laughs> oh, I've never I had hate a puck it when up I, there. Oof, I hate it I when hate I get a puck in my fiesta, you know. That's, oh, uh, yeah, that hurts. Yeah. If your temperature if you have hemorrhoids. Yeah. <laughs> if your temperature goes over one degrees, a doctor should be called. He will I thump you on the punch key and say, Damn! So <laughs> Is <laughs> that uh, a jelly poochki? Uh, it could be a rose jelly one. So, uh, then he will ask, uh, "What pierogi you ate the night before?" and X-ray your stomach. Finally, he will give you a stri- He will give you strident advice on how to get well. If you do just what he says, you'll feel sexist in no time at all. That's a way to get over a cold. <laughs> I guess. Uh, what the what the what hell? What the hell? Yeah, exactly. What the hell? Between the vodka and the cold duck, I guess. Yeah, here's one for uh, for your your guys' dogs. Um, this is called pondering in the pound. This is what goes through the mind of a dog in a dog pound. Everybody. Okay. I wish I wish I could get get out of this crazy plaster and stretch my dorks. Oh yeah. I sure I sure could use a fidgety workout. I'll keep my paws crossed that a cute and sour family will show up and take me home. But I have to remember my mom's advice uh, to not base everything on ice skates. Okay. Just become a, I'm sorry. Just because a family is cute looking doesn't mean they're easy to train. Oh, here comes the attendant with two adults and a and three little curling stones. <laughs> <laughs> we got some Olympic We've been themes. Watching the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. some Olympic themes in here. Wow, do they smell arrogant? This could be the lewd moment. <laughs> this could be the lewd moment. Luge. Uh, well, this is lewd, but yes, luge also works. Um, I'd better cool it until the, uh, uh, wait, I'd better cool it till I know they're in carrot topped health and have, uh, <laughs> have had their danceable shots. Oh, they're picking me up. I hope they don't start making bald faces and silly tanks. Okay. Bald faces. Uh, hey, they feel cuddly. Forgive me, Mom, but I'm not going to play it cool. Instead, I'm going to give them a welcome wag with my gefilte fish, lick their buses, <laughs> and throw in a clammy bark. They won't be able oh. to resist me. So yeah. that's a very, very um, Russian family. Yeah. <laughs> or German or could, Hungarian. Could be, but uh, I, I just love the... I'm going to give them a welcome wag with my gefilte fish. <laughs> my fish. <laughs> All right, this one. We'll get them. To the future. <laughs> this one. This one is dedicated to SpaceX and their su- uh, successful uh, rocket launch the other day, which was really awesome. And of course, the car in space, 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 space. Uh, this is called the spaceship. 
A spaceship is a vehicle used for baking people between Earth and distant rednecks. <laughs> Actually, that's a bong, I think. I think a bong would be a vehicle for baking people between Earth and distant rednecks. Uh, <laughs> get high and don't think about them. <laughs> a journey usually takes 69 years and can cover six miles. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> That's a big distance. <laughs> that's a long time. 69 years to travel wow. six miles. That is, that's rough. Uh, the passengers have to enter uh, an obvious capsule and will exist in a state of elvish animation. <laughs> when the ship reaches its destination, they will hear a bust and wake up and put on their thongs. Mercury thongs. Yeah, sure. Mercury thongs. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Then they then they yeah. have to land their forty two ton Mercury vehicle in a penish atmosphere. <laughs> <laughs> they do this by firing the retro eggs. <laughs> <laughs> then they, they ate the whole planet. <laughs> then they test the atmosphere on this sweet planet to make sure it, it contains methane and is not all helium. <laughs> if it's okay, nice. if it's okay, then they can, they can get out of the ship very loosely and cook all of, and cook all of the inhabitants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 it's a cookbook. Oh. It's a cookbook. It's a cookbook. <laughs> <laughs> How to serve man. How to serve Martian. Uh, yeah, there you go. That was good. That was fun stuff, everybody. Good job on the Mad Libs. And those were all from 50 years of Mad Libs. So, that was funny. I flipped to three, and they all kind of were a little thematic. We had, you know, cold season, dogs, which are always in season here on Turn Up Tonight with Rain and Joe, and, of course, uh, the spaceship <laughs> uh, for, for SpaceX. So, that's good. There you um, go. Maybe on it Friday you should have all the nouns, verbs, adjectives re relate to things in the Olympics. Uh, yeah. So, well, you know what? Well, <laughs> there you go. There's your task chatters, uh, uh, you know, for Friday. We'll go uh, uh, Dirty Olympiad Mad Libs. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Good. That'll be good. And don't forget to mention, you know, uh, you know, if uh, uh, if you want, um, find things that wouldn't normally be there, like semen on a presidential portrait. You know, <laughs> or, I mean, it, was that what Hannity was doing? He was doing a Mad Lib about the portraits. Is that what it was? Makes sense that way. Pretty much. Fucking idiot. Oh, God, he's an idiot. Damn it. He really so, needs to be waterboarded. Uh, for charity, he said he'd do it for the troops. I have audio yeah, to back like, that like up. Fifteen years ago. I know. God damn it. Seriously. No one ever I'm, calls him on that. I'm turning I think somebody into will you. call him on that. Say, hey, hey, Sean, when are you going to do the waterboard? Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm turning Maybe into you, right? God damn it! Yeah. Doesn't he have a radio show? Yeah. Shouldn't does. one of us call him up on that show? No. Uh, his I screener is. His screener, uh, you're gonna have to lie to the screener to get on that show. I can tell you that straight out. Ooh, he probably okay. takes calls like in a more limited time frame than I did tonight, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and his call screener is probably a full-on Nazi. You know, no calls for you. So, mm. 
But all right, let's go ahead and uh, wrap things up uh, tonight. Uh, good show, good show. Uh, I really, like I said, you know, it's Kenny's card bringing down the gavel for justice. <laughs> but no, it, it, it's. I just think it was really important to put all this information in one spot because, again, the the just the mounting hypocrisy, the just the the blatant flag waving hypocrisy from this this man and his you know the people that he's put in his orbit is so disgusting that this is going to be the kind of thing that helps us out in the midterms in special elections and goddamn it 2020 and i agree with omarosa honestly i just want to get him out in 2020 because i don't want a fucking president pence because that man that man is uh, uh, you know at least Trump is easily distracted. I'll say that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's the one the one good thing about him is that he's easily yeah. distracted. That's it. Yeah, you throw a Big Mac and a large Pence? fry in, in, on the floor and he's gone. Sure, you just bring in the, you know, you know, bring it right in. Yeah, there you go. There you go, fat Donnie. Um, but it. no, but but Pence, he would be unwavering in his destruction of our democracy. Um, you know, uh, you know, they're both fucking horrible people, but in very different ways. And you can see that look in his eye when he, when he genuflects to Trump, he just is lusting at the idea that he could possibly take over, you know? So, uh, but anyway, I, I don't want to go off too crazy on that, but, uh, let's give parting shots right now. So uh rain we're gonna record resistor sisters tomorrow very exciting got some excellent ruth gator uh, ruth gator binsberg <laughs> ruth, <laughs> ruth, ruth bader ginsburg um uh audio I, for tomorrow i don't have a parting shot the gator but yeah uh, we're we'll talk about the gator so jump, jump. yeah seriously but um, but no, nothing else uh, about this whole. No, I really uh, don't. I, yeah. I just, my no, I got nothing. Been a long show, but it's been a good show. Uh, so, I mean, if right. I have something, it's going to last way too long. So, all right, boom. Joe, what do you Let's got, buddy? Lose it down. Well, first of all, I have to give a shout out to you for giving me the idea for this week's clown car. Oh, excellent! Uh, the the theme park. <laughs> the theme park. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> TP you remember for D? In, the, in the production we go. What's yeah. TP? Is it talking T- points? TP for points? D. Theme park. Yeah, yeah theme parks for yeah. Donald. And uh, <laughs> you'll all hear or see what I uh, we're talking about. Oh, when you hear it a little bit I'm later. Looking forward to it. In a mere <laughs> yeah, twelve and, minutes. Uh, huh? In a mere twelve minutes. In a mere twelve minutes, right? And uh, I, I don't know if this is true, but I just saw it across my TV screen that. Somebody close to the White House said that Trump is talking about replacing Kelly with Gary Cohn. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Rain and I <laughs> well, both. that's it for Cohn. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Rain's eyes probably, I don't know. We would have to get my the. My eyes are stuck the, behind my head. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we'd have to get out the, the measuring tape, see whose eyes rolled back further. <laughs> you know? Or whose jaw dropped. Gary Cohn. Oh, oh God Almighty! And so, do you hear that? That's me using my cane. Well, my I'm telling you, I think Gary Busey uh, should do the job. 
I do too. So at least I think, I if think something he, crazy he happened, do. we'd be like, oh, all right, it makes sense. Yeah, and get Meatloaf <laughs> to, to fill in. Uh, and Gary Cohn's job. Jesus, God. God. So, they well, are all a bunch of phonies and frauds, and they don't take this administration seriously. But you see, that's what it, that's what makes them so interchangeable. <sighs> They're all phonies and frauds. This is true. So this you can stick them anywhere. You know. All right. Well, I know one place uh, they can stick themselves. Um, uh, call Steve Bannon. He might have a, a manual on that. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, uh, I want to uh, thanks Rain and Joe. Great show tonight. I'm sorry I kind of cut people off for from calling in and everything, but nobody actually called, and I appreciate that because we it, it, it was gearing up to be a very dense show and um and i appreciate everybody uh dialing it back instead of dialing in uh <laughs> but uh, uh i also want to give props to the crew over on southern progressive revival i've been running the board i hosted the show with joey and john and caitlin chris and my nephew william called in and did tarot card readings for donald and melania trump oh, nice. <laughs> so uh and, and for and for joey and for uh, Caitlin, Chris, and Adam, and myself. Um, I wanted a, a tarot card reading to see if I'd find some good music uh, at the upcoming uh, record show in Cleveland. <laughs> uh, very selfish tarot card reading. But uh, you might be surprised what he said about Donald and Melania with his tarot card reading. And he's good. He's good. Uh, but uh, but no, I've been having a lot of fun. Wes Carskadden was out. I've been talking to Janet. Um, she's she's on the mend. It's very exciting. Um, can't wait for her to come back. But again, she is not welcome back until she is 100%. We're not going to push her. All of us are saying, we just want you to feel better. And, and get in a better spot, you know, so she needs to take all the time she can. Uh, of course, uh, uh, I, I should be talking to P.S. Mueller soon, but he's going to be off for a while from the show. So, um, uh, but, but we're very grateful to have Bobber with us on Fridays. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And, of course, uh, we're going to be recording that music show, the music podcast, this Saturday with Bobber and Clintster and uh, my friend Justin and maybe one or two other people. It's going to be exciting. And, of course, Resistor Sisters going to be episode four. It's been a whole month of Resistor Sisters. Episode four wow. will be recorded and uh, running uh, 10-15 on Friday, right after Turn Up the Night. And I'm really happy a lot of people have been listening longer on Tuesdays and Fridays uh, to the Tim Carmel Show and Resistor Sisters gotten a lot of great feedback on everything and i'm always just here crying listening to um uh tim and joe uh after turn up the night on on tuesdays i i wait to listen until i'm actually doing the podcast because it just makes it so much more pleasurable to to have something fun to listen to while i'm taking care of business but um but yeah, yeah i'm really other, happy yeah. that people have been listening to resistor sisters yeah, everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. And Jody Hamilton is going to be on uh, for the Valentine's Day show. Root. Yeah. So that's very exciting. And uh, again, lots of Ruth Gator Binsberg. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, don't fuck with a gator. Uh, <laughs> or the Bader. Or the Bader. Or the Binsberg. So. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, that and that that's pretty much it. Of course, uh, Mike Check Radio, uh, uh, you know, uh, the uh, the broadcasts, all that other fun stuff, and uh, you know, just check out our schedule. And Paul's Memory Bank, he did Cowbell Night last night. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was very lots of great stuff. And he's going to do a belated Valentine's Day show next Tuesday or next Monday. I'm sorry. 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. And Susan is standing over my shoulder and wants to say something. Say it. You know they call Ruth Bader Ginsburg the notorious RBG, right? Never heard it before. Yeah. Mm -mm. Really? (laughs) Yes, we (laughs) we do know that. (laughs) Kenny is telling us a fib. Uh, that was Sue's. Uh, no, no, we, we've heard that a lot, actually. They make t-shirts for it and stuff. Sweet. Oh, that's so I cute. actually think no, that on um, Resistor Sisters, and mm-hmm. maybe here on Turn Up the Night, when we talk about Ruth Bader, we should play that notorious RGB sound clip. Yeah. Well, why not? I think I might have it. I might dig it up, so... But anyway, yeah. I'll give it to you. I'll send it to you. Okay, cool. All right, well, I'll tell you what. Let's go ahead and wrap things up. Thank you, everybody. Great chat room tonight. Um, Enjoy the Tim Caramel Show coming up in five minutes. We'll see everybody on Friday right here. Same bat time, same bat channel. And uh, tonight for the show, Joe, Rain. Full point. Full point for tonight's show. Excellent. Okay. Uh, (laughs) All right. We'll see everybody on Friday. (laughs) That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Woo! See my power!